For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five-time champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In the Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. We're back on the air, and I I couldn't be more excited. Brady Hicks, we got a great show planned for tonight. Royal Rumble this weekend, believe it or not, which brings back all kinds of cool memories from my childhood. More on that in a moment. Before we kind of dive in and and even get to the callers, we got a couple cool callers on the line for you guys, including, I'm hoping, a return. But before we get to any of that, we actually have the one and only, lovely, Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much, Brady. How are you guys all doing tonight? Hanging. I'm hanging. So, uh, Living the dream, Kathy. Yeah. A nightmare is a dream, right? So, um, anyway. Kind of dream. <laughs> it is a kind of dream. Uh, we also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling. Movies and wrestling and all, all kinds of fun stuff in between. What's going on, Papa Stro? Clean uh, shaven, by the way. Clean shaven. Yeah, yeah. I got a new role coming up soon. We'll be on step four. Uh, I'm I'm back healthy. I'm just happy to be alive and well, man. With you guys, really. Papa's got a brand new bag. I like it. I like it. Uh, we have uh, Kevin Brady to my top left over here. What What's going on, sir? Well, it's me, it's me, it's HKB, the original Brady of Wrestling Radio. 
How's it going, Brady Hicks? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And, of course, a show would not be complete without Patrick Hackett uh, returning from... No, yeah. Disney's from, next from weekend, Disneyland. Right? Yeah. Yeah, next from weekend, too. Ago, yeah. It's, uh, okay. it's the 100th episode on the other show that I do Very cool. Tuesday night. I've been trying to get both of you to move a night, but uh, I'll just leave and go there. But, man, it's the most wonderful time of the year. We passed Christmas. It's WrestleMania season. The Royal yeah. Rumble kicking it off. Probably the best pay-per-view there is. I just, I can't wait. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Pretty soon everybody's going to start pointing at the the signs. Oh, I, yeah. I hate it. I, it's a pet peeve of mine. I, I, I hate how they point. My fiance just came in and started pretending to point at the the fake WrestleMania sign. Because uh, <laughs> she hates it, too. It's stupid. It's, it's the laziest writing. It's literally you don't have to do anything bad anymore to start a feud. You just go out there and point at the sign when you see the person you want to fight. I hate it. All right, listen, I hate it. That's all Ronda Rousey's capable of doing. So that's the best promo she's uh, ever done. I'm. Yeah. I hate it. So guys, I, I hate it. Guys, the big breaking news. In 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 the room, oh, big yeah? big breaking news in the world of in the room is this Brady, this HKB watched Monday Night Raw last night for the first time in years. That's a terrible idea. I have thoughts. <laughs> so, well, that, that's so good. I couldn't tell you the last time I talked about a Raw that I watched. So uh, wasn't there a <laughs> quiz show on Raw this week, like Alpha no. Academy, no. where he spelled the word wrong? Yeah, and he spelled no, the word he didn't spell it. And this is what okay, this is so this was my favorite segment on the show. The spelling bee was the best stuff. segment. All charismatic people. And 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 I gotta give uh, big credit to um uh oh shit, what's his name? Uh, uh, no, the other Riddle? one. Riddle? No, the other one. Gable. Gable, thank you. To uh to Gable. Because he did one of my favorite heel things. My two favorite types of heels are the coward heel. I love the coward heel, who's, you know, who, who just runs away from every situation. I love pulling out the rule book, all that kind of crazy shit. That's but, me. But then, <laughs> but then I love the heel that's so incredibly overconfident that he has to get hoisted on his own petard. And this one was great. His spelling bee word was what, uh, uh, ah, shit. Disillusion. That wasn't it. Disillusion. Yeah. Yes, it was disillusion. And then he did the bit. Well, oh, I don't need you to read me the definition because I know the definition of disillusion. And then he gave the definition for dissolution, and then spelled that word correctly, but got himself <laughs> eliminated because he was too cocky to right. get the correct definition. And then on 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 the power of that is how Randy you Orton get a tag team title match. That was well, no, the best segment on the whole show. Uh, that was, it was the best right segment here. on the show. 100% yeah. best segment. The worst segment on the show was the opening. The weigh-in. Weigh-ins in professional wrestling have always that. been stupid. They've always been awful because they don't matter. Right. They especially don't matter when you're talking about a heavyweight match where the, the upper weight limit is, is it's not there. I mean, Hulk Hogan... Versus Andre the Giant, you're going to tell me there was a weight limit there? I mean, Andre the Giant was 500 pounds. So, so the idea that you would have a, a weigh-in for you, a you know what they're doing. They're, they're trying to make that look legitimate. And honestly, I know they are. 
if you want to do that, let the two of them shoot. That'll be as entertaining well, as anything else. Yeah, I agree, but I want to go over why this is insane. Because you're going to tell me that there's some kind of weight limit for the heavyweight division, finally. Like, this is something we put in. You're not going to tell me what that weight limit is. And all you're going to do is complain that Brock Lesnar is wearing clothes during the weigh-in, while Bobby Lashley also wore pants and boots. Like, they made it a huge deal that, well, Bobby Lashley stripped down for the weigh-in because he took his shirt off, but he was still wearing pants and wrestling boots. Meanwhile, Brock Lesnar's Lesnar's wearing a jacket and and cowboy cowboy jeans and a cowboy hat for some reason with his weird mohawk underneath. Uh, You know, the hat (laughs) is a good choice. You can hide that mohawk. It's the Brock. <laughs> Russ wants a mocha latte. But then, you know, he weighs in, what, 280? Drinking his the gimmick weight they gave. As yeah. if that is somehow going to be close to the upper limit anyway. Oh, Insanely man. bad. And then they make, they make the great mistake of not having Paul Heyman do all the talking for Brock. They let Brock talk himself. They let oh, Brock yeah. take right? hot shots at, uh, at Corey Graves about, oh, I guess, are you trying to get me naked? Like, all right, all right not funny. Yeah. You know, he has no charisma. He never has. He never will. It was a complete turd of an opening segment to your go-home show for, for Royal Rumble. I, I got to say. It's a golden opportunity for Heyman and MVP to have a banner back and forth. Oh, uh, those are yeah. so this was the other thing. This was the other thing. I was afraid that I was being racist when I was watching it because I see – because, again, I haven't watched the product in a long time. And and I see Bobby Lashley coming down to the ring with this manager who I didn't know who it was at first. And I said to myself, wow, this guy looks like MVP 8 Taz. <laughs> and then I found that it was actually just MVP and he got fat. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, good. I'm not thinking, like, you know, all, all African-American people look the same, obviously. that would be He's really part-time, part-time MVP now, so. He, he does yeah. not look good. Yeah. I love I, MVP, but he's he's a heck of a talker show. That's a great point to have Heyman go back and forth with MVP. Would have been amazing. Great. I oh feel bad. God, like, yeah. The Hurt Business is so talented, and they've just been reduced to Brock Lesnar's punching bag. And this. Shelton Benjamin is one of the best wrestlers in the world. How are you not talking about the connection between Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar? How, are, right. how is Brock not saying, shouldn't you be with me? We were teammates. We go back to OVW. We yep. go way back. We were the Minnesota stretching crew. Like, this is stuff that WWE has in their hands that they own, that they have in their history, that they don't bring up. It's the same stuff. I had casual wrestling fans over my house. And uh, they're like, this Braun Breaker guy, that's Rick Steiner's kid. I'm like, yeah. Why don't they say he's Rick Steiner's kid? I'm like, I don't know. They don't yeah. need to write for them. I wish they would. Well, so, so my third ob- observation on the show is, you know, Vince, obviously, you know, he's making some dumb decisions like the whole Braun Breaker thing. But I haven't seen Vince in a long time. Vince really looks old now. Vince has, has officially turned into an old man. He's like Yoda. Like, yeah, it's he is. Yeah, it's not good. It's no. not. Vince does not look like. Now I understand why there's all this talk about who Vince's successor is going to be because there's a vacancy in his eyes where I can see this man's not. He's not long for this world. He's no longer the big swole Vince McMahon that that he was no. ten years ago. And ten years is a long time. I get it. But he went from looking like he was in his late forties, early fifties when he was in his sixties. To now yeah. looking like he's pushing 80. I don't know how old the man is, but he's not looking good. 
And all this talk about, you know, he was going to be in charge forever, and it's like it's becoming increasingly clear that, like, forever definitely has a shelf life. And, you know, you kind of saw his dad go pass around this age, I believe. So uh, it wow. just kind of compounds everything when you kind of think about it. Uh, real quick, and I'm Rock certain Lesnar. that Vince Sr. Vince Sr. was not pumping his veins full of steroids for 40 years either. So well, that can't do a whole lot for Vince's for Vincent Kennedy McMahon's shelf life. Yeah, but he he's so physically fit, or at least he was. So I I don't know, I don't know. Um, real quick, and then he's Rock telling this guy he's telling this guy to go out and get selfies. Like, what the fuck? Like we're just trying too hard now. Like, you're just trying too hard to be hip with your story storylines. <laughs> well, if a guy's that's... whole gimmick is, I'm going to go out and get selfies, and that's because the boss told me to, like, come on. Well, he, he was getting them before that. That was the whole point. It was stupid. Um, yeah, wasn't well, Tyler Breeze was doing that with, right. with Fandango? Right. It was 100%. Prince it was Brady, stupid when was Tyler Breeze was doing it. was stupid when Prince Pretty was doing it. Prince Pretty was no, an that amazing gimmick. That it was tremendous. Yeah. Um, all right. You were trying to say something about Brock pretty good. Yeah, I was just trying to get off this joke about Brock for five minutes now that they missed a golden opportunity. Not having to take his shirt off. You know, he's the only guy I've ever seen with a pot belly and a six pack in the same combination. It's true. It's it's true. It's true, Kathy. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So uh, yeah, and the other thing that I really was a little disappointed by, um, and this is just on a personal note, being as Alexa Bliss is my favorite wrestler, um, I really thought that they would have her ready to go as the goddess again, come the Royal Rumble. And these sessions, I feel like I'm sitting through therapy in real time with them. That's how long they're. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to that to that point, I. I only watched the first two hours of the show. I could not stay awake for the third. But in those first two hours, I got two therapy segments with, yeah. with Alexa Bliss. And I'm like, do we need this? Is this, what, Where are we going with this? What is? And, and so I don't know the background on the gimmick. I assume it's got something to do with she's got an imaginary friend that's a doll. But beyond yeah. that, I don't know. Pretty much. But it's just, it's just, it's terrible. It's, it's the worst kind of cartoon. Again, it's catered for children. I, you know. I, oh man! And the way they took the shots at no, it absolutely is supposed to be the shots they took at AEW over the past couple of weeks. Well, we don't think that our fans want to see the blood and guts. That like, what in the world? What happened to you? I'm not saying you need to have the same edge as the Attitude Era, but I am. Uh, I mean, it won't work. It won't yeah. work. It needs to be something. Ruthless aggression was a more PG version of the Attitude Era, and it worked. But, like, AEW's not doing anything that's, like, uh, that we've never seen before. I mean, sure, they're having women blade, and, oh, there's a pretty good match. It's entertaining. They're they're breaking boundaries. They're trying to be on the same level as a brawl with the men. It, it's good. And I just think it's, like, their whole corporate, I really think that this company is looking to get sold. I think that's what they've been doing, trimming fat around. I think that's why they're not releasing Ali. I think they want to have someone like him on the roster when people buy. It also could be that they know the type of people they want to buy, and they might want to put a lot of money into Ali because there would be some princes out there that might oh, be God. in this company. You know, I, I didn't even think about that. I, I, I guess it's possible. I, I don't it's know. I just... They, yeah. Let the kid go. Let him be free. He's a talented wrestler. I was at the I was at the Money in the Bank where he was up at the top of the ladder and Brock's music hit. I'm like, kid, just grab it. 
I mean, you're going to get the heat afterwards, but you just made a story for yourself. Just grab it. I mean, Brock yeah. Lesnar might legit punch you, and it'll probably really hurt. <laughs> but, but yeah, Brock, Brock was never a good striker in the UFC. I, uh, I mean, I, I remember seeing the punches to Randy Couture's face. That was pretty impressive. Uh, I um, do you recall that. But what they did to Ali, they they did the same thing to Brody, and it was terrible then, too. Like, the guy wanted yep. his release. He just wanted to go do his thing, and they weren't and letting him do his thing. catering. It just doesn't make sense. It's silly. I mean, they did the same thing with Brian. Yeah. Yeah, they did the same thing with Brian. At least they released Tony Storm. They didn't have Tony Storm coming to the shows every week not to get used. Right. He, he it, left. It, he just walked out the bathroom and went and that's, home. Yeah. <laughs> And that's pretty much what, uh, basically, if you ask for your release, you're probably not going to get it. But you, if you just kind of, like, leave. I think CM Punk gave a blueprint that works. Just walk out. They're going to stop paying you at some point because they don't want to pay you if you're not coming. And then you just wait out the no, the no compete, and then you're done. You're, you're free to go wherever. It's a, it's a crappy no, it's- way to do business, but you know what? I mean, look, it just shows how weak the contracts release. really are. Asking for your release is just, you know, that's just telling them that you have other plans. I mean, right. you know, you're not going to, you're not going to ask to stop getting paid if you don't think you can go pick up a paycheck somewhere else. So, yeah. absolutely right. Um, you know, it's funny um, with, with Brock and Lashley being the main event at, at the Rumble coming up in the first segment uh, on, on Raw. And, and now we're talking about, you know, guys trying to get out of contracts and see what's happening uh, across the street, uh, across the country in the UFC. Your heavyweight champion now, Francis Ngannou, uh, he defends his belt over the weekend um, in in a, in a pretty decent fight and in a matter that did. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was okay. Yeah, the fight before it was way better, but yeah, yeah. I didn't agree. I mean, he goes the full five rounds. He wins yeah. the decision. You know, that's great. Uh, and and Dana White, in pure Dana White fashion, is super petty about it. Doesn't come in and present him with the belt like he would normally do. Doesn't show up to a post fight press conference about it. Yeah. Um, and and now you've got. You know, unfortunately for Angano, his winning the belt there, his defending the belt, triggers an extension clause in uh, his contract. So he has he's now under contract for one more year, but wow. he can just opt to not fight for that year. Did you show up on Raw and throw the belt in the trash can? <laughs> I, well, I 100% agree with that, except I would have him show up at Bellator and throw the belt in the trash can. Now, um, in, in but, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, in UFC, you go a year without fighting anyway, usually, don't you? A good heavyweight Two to three, a good heavyweight yeah, a champion will defend his belt twice in a year. Yeah. Uh, a really good heavyweight champion will fight three times in a year. But okay. he also picked up an injury right before the fight, apparently. He's got a bum knee now, so he's got an excuse to sit out. Um, and for all intents and purposes, he could wait that year and then on day 366 sign with Bellator and show up at their next pay-per-view ready to go. So, I mean, I, my assumption is that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, they're going to end up stripping him of the belt, uh, putting an interim, interim title on Cyril Gagne or someone else. Uh, but, but you know, it, it's it's the same situation where if you, if you say that you want out of your contract, you're not getting out of your contract. They're going to make you sit for as long as they possibly yeah, can. Now, yeah, yeah. And Gagne's got – you know, a, a nice advantage of he's kind of branching out beyond fighting anyway. Uh, he was in uh, Fast and Furious 9. He had a part in that. He's in the upcoming Jackass movie. He's apparently got a bit in that. I'm assuming they're redoing the Butterbean kicking the shit out of uh, 
Bam Margera thing or whatever. But um, or maybe it was Steve-O. But um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, and you know, you, you're going to see the same thing with with Vince's contract. So he's just going to let you sit and rot. He's not going to give you any kind of release. Exactly. Exactly. It's a sad thing. Uh, I want to real quick go to the phone while we got this guy because I think this is going to be amazing. Uh, this is going to be a huge co- – either that or it's going to be really disappointing. But we're going to go to, to South Carolina, and I'm hoping, really hoping that this is Malcolm Wildman. Malcolm, are you there? Well, I'm South Carolina, but I'm Florida. I love this guy. Hulkamania, brother, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, brother? It's been so long. I need to talk about a guy when, I got, when you got some time that was the greatest promoter to me ever at Big Time Wrestling in the East Bay in Northern California. I went to his mm-hmm. first event, November 12, 2005. It was an anniversary show. I met Roddy Piper, Rick Martell, the Strike Force. I met Rocky Johnson. Uh, I used to team up with Pat Patterson. They were my heroes when I was a kid. Uh, I met the yeah, Curtis Beefcake and Greg Valentine, the Dream Team, and Captain Lou Albano. And uh, the Heart Foundation, uh, among the others. Oh, and Virgil was there, Virgin Neotype. You know, so um, I just want to tell you, this guy's name was Kirk White. I called him Captain Kirk White after William Shatner on Star Trek on the Enterprise. I called him Captain Kirk, the bridge commander of big-time wrestling at the Newark Pavilion. He uh, introduced me... um... To a lady that became Bailey, Davina Rose, in the uh, winter of 2006. I took pictures with Davina Rose at every event. I have pictures with Davina Rose when she had braces on when she first started out. And uh, Kirk White used to take me, the other wrestlers, after the event because I'd put on a show for him and entertain the wrestlers he brought in. And I, he would take me out back steakhouse. He would take me to uh, to Chili's, to Applebee's, uh, a place called BJ's on Maori. And Kirk um, would, I did such a good job for him, and he helped him out so much. Helped, helped him sell. He told me I helped him sell tickets at these events. And he died Christmas Eve. His wife came into his bed, and he was cold. And a guy who was a WCW announcer, Jim Davis, he came in, and uh, and he called me uh, December 27th on a Monday, right after Christmas uh, weekend, and said, Malcolm, yeah. Kirk has died. I was shook up. Pictures with Kirk. I knew you were very close with Kirk, him. Kirk, do you know, Brady, Kirk brought me a pair of Hulk Hogan's yellow trunks that were signed. He sold them to me for $10. I mean, this was signed by the Hulkster. Speaking of which, this is what you're going to do when Malkamania runs wild on you. They smell like bacon. Brady, I'm telling you, and and the two new guys that I don't know about, hey, guys, I think you guys are awesome. You had me laughing like crazy. Thank you. Great entertainers. I want you to know that. It's it's nice to have you. Oh, thank you. You're the first caller that's ever even addressed us. (laughs) Oh, you guys make me laugh, man. Thank you, Malcolm. You guys, uh, we love you, brother. You have good taste. I, I really yeah. missed you, Malcolm. Well, I, I, you know, I was you just, guys. I was thinking about you the other day, Malcolm. I was on YouTube, and if you go, if you go on YouTube, and you type in Malcolmania meets Hulkamania, 
It's Hulk Look Hogan asking Malcolm to do his whole Hulk Hogan spiel. And my God, what a rabbit hole that is. Because next you got Malcolm doing a live barber shop with Brutus the Barber. You got Malcolm <laughs> screaming at the Nasty Boys. You got Malcolm with pretty much every wrestler you could ever imagine. It's amazing. I could top that, Brady. I could top that. I was at my first Hollywood show, October 2000, and I asked Frank Gorshin after I met Adam West and Yvonne Craig and her sister, Maridel Carson, and Adam West's agent, Fred. There's a collection. I met Frank Gorshin, yeah. and, and I asked Frank to do Dean Martin, Boris Carson. Who's Frank Gorshin? A long time ago. The Riddler. Frank Gorshin was the Riddler. Riddler. Okay. And I did a whole token for the Riddler. And Frank signed a picture, and I went, it's, it's, it's with a picture. It says, to Malcolm, love your whole Frank Gorshin, the Riddler, and he put a question mark. Then he signed my Batman picture. Did he laugh? Then I don't know Lee the played the Catwoman in the movie. Can she do, do your, do your, hysterical. Do your, do your Hulkamania for these guys. This guy loves no, impressions. No, He's really good at them. I'm doing a virtual video chat. With a lot the of greatest the same, World but. Wrestling Federation yeah. champion on February 19th or sometime before that, Ron Howard hooked me up today. <laughs> I paid 100,000 bitcoins. I don't know how much that is in money, <laughs> but I'm going to do this, man. And uh, be in the holster for five minutes, the you know you. you're going to talk, baby. And I'm going to mention all you guys I was, on the uh, Nation, Daddy. <laughs> I was, uh, I was uh, about to really share my condolences, and then I realized I probably should have known that there is multiple big-time wrestling because several of uh, my friends have, have worked for big-time wrestling. Okay. And I know that they very highly as a promoter, but it is a different one, so I didn't want to be disingenuous. I am sorry for your loss, man. Uh, we all know people in this business, they come and go. They make a huge impact on our life. And just like that, they're gone. You know, we talked about it a lot uh, of ways that we could have kept a lot more of the brothers and sisters and whatever we're going to come up with for the non-binary people in this business alive. And, and I hope to see more people living longer lives because it's, it's so tough, man. So, so tough. We, we were talking well, about him, guys, too. Because, guys. Uh, when he died, we were talking about him, Malcolm, because he's also Bret Hart's manager, like business manager. I know. I found that out from Jim yeah. Davis. I didn't even know that. And I know the hitman. I found it out from Kathy because she's like, hey, turn on the Phillies game. And then she was sitting in the box with Kirk and Bret Hart at the Phillies. Wow. So but, that's how I found but, it out. Uh, Brady, you know, the greatest moment, and I told old Kogan this, the last time I was down at his beach shop in Orlando, Florida, and I was at a 22nd annual NWO reunion. I, I'll send them to you guys if you send me your email. I get email. I've got three pictures with WWF champion Hulk Hogan, big sexy Kevin Nash, and the bad guy. Malcolm, is this your cell phone? Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hollywood this... Hogan, and Eric Bischoff. Malcolm, are you calling from your cell phone? Huh? Malcolm, are you calling from your cell phone? Is this your cell yes, phone I number? Am. Okay, yes, I'm going to save it, and I'll text you. Brady, I'm going to tell you something. The greatest moment I told Hulk Hogan this, I gave him a picture of this. I was at Frank and Sons, and it was the same weekend they had a Hollywood show. I could have met Natasha Henstridge from She Spies, but I went down there because Bobby Heenan was there with his wife in a wheelchair. And I did the whole yeah. voice for him, and Bobby called me to him, and he says, Malcolm, come here. He's got throat cancer, and he says, Malcolm, if I'd had you in the 80s, I could have turned you into Hulk Hogan's evil twin. And man, Tatanka and Paul Orndorff 
and uh, Cowboy Bob and Roddy Piper came over and he put his arm on my shoulder. He goes, Malcolm, you did good. And then later on, Roddy put the actual sleeper hold on me while I was wearing a red T-shirt with a yellow Hulkamania. It had a picture of Hogan's head at the bottom about it in 2005. It wasn't the original. But, man, Piper couldn't put me out. Piper said, Malcolm, he says, it's like I'm having flashbacks in 1985. His daughter, Ariel, was there. Uh, Everybody in the room was laughing because he couldn't put me out. I, I in the room, you owe me out. 10 bucks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I Hogan, Hogan, of course, one of the great uh, Royal Rumble performers. For sure. And the great tragedy well, he here is that you skipped out on meeting Natasha Hanford. Or the third um, and the fourth. Got a missed opportunity there. 1991. Oh, yeah. He no threw 90, either clothesline no or doubt. threw Mr. Perfect over the turnbuckle. And the second right. one, uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it's uh, in 91. I'm trying to remember who he, who he talked. I remember the one in 90 because... You know, it was he, earthquake he in '91. Yeah, well, the earthquake. I was going to say earthquake, yep. but I wasn't sure. And, and then, can you do also, an earthquake impression? '89. What's that? Can you I do an earthquake impression? Yeah. I can't do an earthquake. That'd be great. No, you know. Can I do the junk? Oh, I I, can I do the junk? Malcolm, before dog? you go, we got to let you do some. Malcolm, before you go, you got to do some impressions for us because I've really been missing out. Well, I want to tell the guys, Brady, real quick. I get a call from no, Randy fine. Savage I, yeah, whatever. three months before he died, and Randy invited me down to his home in Florida. He was going to sign pictures, autograph things for me. He was going to show me his trophy uh-huh. room where he had baseball trophies from college. And him and me and his wife and his dog were going to have dinner, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You know, Randy, I was like, you know, I wanted to do this, but he died before I could do it. May of 2011, I think it was like May 23rd. Uh, Lanny Papa, we were supposed to have an anniversary show at Big Time Wrestling, and Lanny mm. canceled because it was his brother, you know, Randy Papa, his dad, Angelo Papa, I watched when I was I'm afraid you might be bad luck. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think he's Italian, you know. But I'm telling you, I would think um, so. when yeah. Randy called me up, Lanny, I'm short for Angelo Papa. I'd ask him a trick question. Yeah. It's short for Papa Letty. Papa wow, that's what I learned. I did not know. I thought that. I just. Are you no, watching me? I just made that up. You yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, it's just Papa. I was like, I was like, that's what I was with it. They're shooting. I was like, oh, that's that's a. I should have Papaletto. I should have said it short for Papolsky. <laughs> oh, Malcolm Brady, real clear for me. Hi, Papa Strong. Okay. Hey, hey, Malcolm. You're Rick Flair, Malcolm. Please. I don't let you continue. I would do the junkyard dog. Can I do the junkyard dog? Yeah, do junkyard dog is slightly racist, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay. The dog only bows down to one man, and that's the good Lord above. I wasn't doing bad. You really want a good book? There's a great book about junkyard dog that really talks about the – the Southern Territories back in the day. Nice. Book. I, I do not have the name of it off the top of my head, but uh, one of the first audiobooks I got. Really good. Junkyard Dog, great story. Him and Piper just making towns, you know? Piper! <laughs> Malcolm, do your Piper. Yeah. Oh, oh can <laughs> yeah. I do it uh, about uh, Mr. T at Saturday night's main of event, March of 86? Of course. Phoenix, Arizona, Veterans Memorial Coliseum. As long as you talk about doing what you want to do. Roddy Piper goes, 
he says, Mijin goes, you have a very formidable abode and I, in uh, Mr. T. And, he, and Piper goes, Mr. T. Now, this is the guy that I found this lovely picture in TV Guide of Mr. T and Boy George. Now, that's the kind of guy I want in my corner. <laughs> Maybe oh, I don't do that too good, but I'll tell you what. I met him 14 or 15 times. Roddy Piper called me a super fan because the knowledge I had. Me and Gene Okerlund gave me a compliment. But I'd I call you what, a crazy fan. Old school wrestling is always going to be my first love. <laughs> the first five Royal Rumbles, 88, 89, 90, 91, and 92, when Ric Flair was number was he number two? Who won the first one? The first Who won one number one? Not Jim Duggan on USA Network. The best match on that card. All right. The best match on that card, uh, guys, was Ricky Steamboat against Ravishing Rick Rude. Two out of three falls. Was one of, I think that was the best match on that card that night. He better than the Royal Rumble. It was main evented by a strike force match, which I did not know before today and doing a little bit of research for the show. Yeah, was the first at Rumble it. was yeah, it was main evented by a strike force match. That's pretty I strange. forgot that. It's been a long uh, time. So. I love You know who uh, Josh, you know, you know love, who had to you know, out? Oh no, young young stallions. Young stallions in the islanders. Okay. Oh I, I know it was stallions. Jimmy Powers and Paul Roma. Yeah. I, I've got you know, you know who Hacksaw tossed out right now. What's that? You know who Hacksaw tossed out to win it? Uh, let me think. Oh boy. Uh, I could be wrong. Harley Race? No. I guess One Man Gang. I, I haven't seen it a long time. That's okay. One Man Gang. The one, oh, the one man gang. I met the gang in the Slickster one time at Frankenstein's. And, uh, Were we dressed like team or the one man gang? I liked him as both. I told the one man gang, oh, like that. Like he used to just raise my arm with him. And the Slickster was with me. I mean, Coco Beware was right next to us. We were at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. It was uh, October 20th. No, 2007, my brother went with me. Roddy Piper, when we met Roddy, uh, and we were meeting all the wrestlers, Roddy pulled out his bagpipes and played it for me and Mike. We got a picture with Roddy. <laughs> yeah, he did. Good for you, brother. Ma- right, Malcolm, Roddy, I and, and I got to let you Malcolm, I got to let you go, but before we do, uh, can we get a Shane Douglas on the way out? One of my favorites. Oh, sure. What's the two new guys' name again? I. Uh, Patrick and Kevin. Patrick and Kevin. If you mess with Patrick and Kevin, give a damn. He gets your ass franchise. Love you, Malcolm. Don't be a stranger, man. Call back more often. <laughs> we miss you, brother. I like brother. you guys, Malcolm. We appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. I love you guys. I just watched some old ECW, <laughs> and, man, both the Belly to Belly and the Franchiser are so Super disappointing for the shit. <laughs> I was watching it. I'm like, Taz just threw like six of these in the opener. How are we yeah. ending somebody with this? Yeah. But but it was like, uh, I don't know, when he did it, it just like felt like, because what did he bigger, like tuck yeah, the arm behind the same thing as a leg drop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, tra- he trapped yeah. the arm. Oh, you know, I was just just noticing watching some old stuff that I probably pop, pop for like the mark I was. Just like, man, I, I pop for the Rumble all the time. I don't know 
about this year, though? Well, I, I you know, look, if the Rumble's the Rumble, man. I, I don't, you know, I, you, you I'm not going to be able to name – I'm not going to be able to name 20 of the people in the Rumble this That's year. Okay. I, I, I mean, they're going to come walking down to the ring. Or, hey, I don't know who this person is, but it's the Rumble. And that's all that Definitely matters. Too. It's, it's such a simple too. concept, but it works. Yeah, and, and he renamed so many of them recently that he literally isn't going to remember their names. So uh, it, so it'll be a first be, name, take a last a name. It's a gimmick, though. You know, yeah. it's, it's an exciting. It's like I said, it brings back memories from my childhood. The idea that I had tonight for a topic, as we're quickly running out of time, but I have to get you guys thoughts. Who should have won the rumble that never got the chance? Yeah, but I know, you know, I know you had one right off the top of your head when we were talking uh, right, about it before the show. For me, it was the Million Dollar Man. There was probably a yeah. four, uh, probably a two or three year period there where he could have won that and seamlessly transition that into a main event, especially considering he was trying to buy, like, the number 30 slot. They really got that yeah. over, the idea that, like, you know, you want to be the last guy in there. It was just amazing. And he was such a big star in that company that never really got everything he should have. To me, the Million Dollar Man is a slam dunk for that. Oh, I, I agree. Now, when you brought this topic up in our pre-show meeting, the one that popped into my head was the Royal Rumble 1999. And, you mm-hmm. know, 1999 Royal Rumble, uh, your first two entrants are Stone Cold and Mr. McMahon. Vince, yeah. Uh, they go the distance. Vince eliminates Stone Cold at the very end to win the Rumble. I believe the whole point of that was to keep uh, Stone Cold out of the main event at WrestleMania. But he ends up doing that anyway. WrestleMania 15, I forget how yeah. they got there, but the main event still ends up being Stone Cold versus The Rock. So it's such a wasted opportunity. There's no need for Vince to go over there. Um, <clears throat> so you either should have had Stone Cold just win the Rumble from the number one spot, because that's always exciting to go the distance and win it. Or I think what they even could have done that would have been, you know, revolutionary, even today, revolutionary for it to go down this way, China was in that rumble. Yeah. 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 She was the number yeah. 29 or 30 entrance. Let China go over in the rumble. Let her be the first woman to win the Royal Rumble among 29 other men. And then I'll take it a step further. Let her main event WrestleMania. Not yeah. against The Rock. Put her up for the women's title. The women's title was Sable versus Corey Wilson, I think, mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 15. Yeah. To just have it be stable versus China in the main event. Because, honestly, if your co-main event is still The Rock versus Stone Cold, people are still, still buying your pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter who's in that last match spot. They could have popped, you know, huge heat heading into that main event. You know, you don't know how. Maybe it, maybe it turns out, maybe it bombs. But maybe it kind of fast-forwards and fast-tracks the whole women's revolution by 15 years. Um, it was just—it's an opportunity that, that was that's there a great one. that yeah. they didn't take. And she was so over. Like if you think about it, like you come up oh, yes. with the top five stars in the company. Obviously, you got Stone Cold and Rock, and uh, I guess Foley, and and probably Triple yeah. H, but yeah. and, and Kane, Undertaker, and, and but like China was, and Michael. Well, Michaels was out at the time; he was hurt. She got a huge um, pop. But, back but then, China yeah. was there. She was right with them. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, a huge opportunity that, you know, they they were just so afraid to even think that. You know, the, the having her in the Rumble was enough of a stretch for them in 1999. The idea of putting her over was just a bridge too far. But, you know, hey, I mean, it, it could have been it could have been huge. And look, and I'm not even – I was never the biggest China fan anyway. But yeah. looking back on it and seeing the potential that it had, it's kind of a shame they didn't take that opportunity. I 
Wow. Yeah, no, I, I agree. that That's a good one. Pat, you got one? All right. So I'm actually looking at a cluster of four years that changed the entire focus of the world wrestling entertainment at this point in time. Uh, the the Royal Rumbles from 2012 to 2015. So you got Sheamus who won, Cena who won, Batista, and then Roman. Those were the years that they were clamoring for Daniel Bryant and yeah. Roman Reigns to be the winners then. And then when you finally put it on Roman, you finally get him to the top of the mountain. You don't think enough and put it on him in Philadelphia where what did you think was going to happen? Kevin and I oh. actually bought, bought fake tickets for that show. Thankfully, they were fake, and we did we just learned an expensive lesson and didn't have to sit through that. And then to try and bring Rock out. And but we ended up watching it at my house. Yeah, we watched it at your house. Yeah. Well, like, like, yeah, Rock uh, comes out to give his blessing, like, crap, yeah, crap all just, over it. Yep, it, it was I, terrible. Um, I don't think there's ever been a person that I really wanted to win the Rumble that hasn't. I feel like this year, uh, Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens would be the proper choice. Uh, yeah, but they'll the never. Them, uh, but they negotiated contracts. They have the most leverage of their entire careers right now. They have friends. They have connections in AEW. If you look at Sami and all his, like, deeply held political beliefs, it can't feel good to him that they keep going back to Saudi Arabia. So you, you had to get something. Like, you have to say, all right, cool, yeah, you know what? I'm coming back, I'm getting a boatload of money, and I want to win the Rumble, and I want to main event against someone worthwhile. Don't stick me in there, you know, with some transitional chance. Give me a match. Honestly, if I was the two of them, I would say that it should be them. They deserve this. That's the story everyone wants to see told, and I think one of them should win the Rumble this year. That Those are my people who haven't really won it that I felt like should. And it would be cool, don't get me wrong. I would love it if they did. I just... I don't see them ever going in that direction. I know, I, but it's uh, fun to hope. Sammy and Becky, I'll take you to the next level. I'll take your idea to the next level and give you exactly what you want. You have them be the last two men in the ring. You have them go over and touch the floor at the same exact time. Oh, yeah. They're co-winners, and they main event WrestleMania against each other. For the vacant title. Yeah. That Brock gave yeah. up because he wants to chase Roman. I love it. I love it. I love the bookers, man. But well, now what if you put Sammy in the women's Royal Rumble and you do like kind of a Santina? You think he could win that? God, (laughs) you know, I look back at that and there was there were so many people trying so hard to get women's wrestling noticed seriously that when they did that, that, it was real rough. Yeah, no, that was that set them back. Who are they going to have win win this one? Like, why is Dewdrop and why are they still going with that? I mean, she's very talented. Like, let her be. I don't know, man. There's just so much. Like, when he, when Kevin came on, I was like, I watched Raw. I was like, I couldn't even get through reading the results. No, no, it was bad. It was a bad show. I, listen, I, I'm disappointed if the rumor that I read is true, Strell, about Ronda Rousey coming back. And they're going to, so basically, yeah, but they're going to sideline, not the, not only are they going to sideline, Bianca Belair, who was widely accepted as the woman that was going to win, and it made sense. The entire arc from losing the title to Becky, winning back at WrestleMania, made total sense, and you would have had a star on the level that they're going to sidetrack her. They're going to sidetrack Dewdrop, who, like, this is going to be a throwaway match, and that's a shame because, like, it's a match that would have been amazing between Becky and Dewdrop, and they'll probably have a great match. But I hate to see nothing come of it whatsoever. 
all this to have Ronda Rousey, who, in my opinion, after all this time off, Stro, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like her name value is nowhere near what it was five years ago. And it was, da- and it was damaged. With it. it was damaged you know I mean? five years ago when they brought her in. When I mean, if, if they go the route with uh, her and Charlotte Flair, for example, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and then yeah. there's, you still could have a Bill Air and uh, Becky Lynch match for WrestleMania. So it, it all depends where they put her, what situation they put her in when she comes back. I could. I, I, I'm with you there. I, 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 I don't want to even see the opportunities taken away from the other ladies that have been busting their butts. I, I mean, I listen, and, and maybe what I would do, I, if this were me, if I were the booker, um, I would maybe have it come down to Bianca and, and Ronda Rousey. And what I would do is have Becky Lynch somehow get involved, cost Rousey the match so that Bianca wins. And now what you hmm. do between Bianca and Rousey, they're debating who's going to challenge who. You know, mm-hmm. Ronda demands Becky Bianca, you know what? I have unfinished business with Charlotte. That was the match that Charlotte wanted anyway. So now you have well, but and women's that, matches. And, and to your, you know, to where you're headed there, Brady, I think is if you have Becky come down and cost Rousey the match, you can put Bianca Belair on a on a, a trajectory to main event WrestleMania against either of those two women. Yeah. And in the meantime, you've got a couple of months to let them feud it out and build a little heat for for uh, Ronda, who's returning because she's returning cold, man. Nobody gives a shit about Ronda Rousey anymore. It's, That's how it's I done. Feel. It's over. I don't think at the end of her name. run, at the end of her run, nobody cared. Like, I mean, yeah. she has no name value anymore. She, yeah, she just came out another mediocre wrestler. She came out white hot, and I mean, the spot with with Trips and Rock and Steph, I mean, that was all Trips. great stuff. Uh, you know, me and him are close. You know, we live in the same state. We were in the same cardiac ward for a brief period of time. Um, <laughs> no lie, he literally got out a few days before I went to wow. the with Artie. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, funny. It's close, man. Me, me and Artie yeah. could have been sitting there eating our yeah. jello together. Yeah. yeah that's, where you, that's where you make friends. I get um, but, like... She towards the end of her run, it seemed like not only the locker room turned against her, but the fans. And she wasn't getting that good heat. Like it wasn't that I'm booing you because you're a character is terrible and I want to boo. It's like I'm booing you because you are here and I do not want you here. I refuse to call it Xbox Heat. Sean Walton's a Hall of Famer and he's got himself in great shape and he deserves that stricken from his name. <laughs> I, I, I think that Dewdrop and speculation is going to surprise a lot of people. Oh, I think it's going to be amazing. Hyper Nimbus is so talented, so, so talented. Uh, it just, it, it feels weird. Honestly, I think they're going, hopefully, with Alexa, coming back as the goddess. I think she's just, that role is great for her. Honestly, like, do the split personality thing. A lot of people have had success with that. You know, there, there's been people who have this, like, tormented figure, and, like, part of her wants to be the goddess. Maybe part of her wants to go back to, like, that cheerleader sparkly thing that she did in the beginning of, of yeah. NXT, although they would like to release, uh, just erase all of NXT from our memory. <laughs> right. <sighs> no, I, I guess there's the a lot problem with do. that was it was like a good indie, and that's not what they wanted it to be, which I can kind of see now. <laughs> I, I think that they just like, you know, it worked fine for like to come out for a couple matches, but it really isn't anything that you can build upon, and I'm sure they said, you know what, this girl is way too athletic. 
to saddle her with something like this, where eventually she's just going to release, get released because they don't have any ideas for her. I'm sure that was at least I will say this. I will say this. This whole tortured soul gimmick is lame. Uh, like, uh, I know, it was little, really good. The little bit I've seen of it is lame, but I will say, her performance, she's locked in. I mean, like, you know, she's, she's doing something with it. Uh, I don't particularly like the character. I think it's a little gross in 2022 to be kind of making light of potential mental illnesses. You know, yeah, that's, 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 it's that's a little funny. weird, but, uh, but I mean, what she's doing with it is like, all right, you know what? I, I kind of, she's one of the few promos that I saw cut, one of the few vignettes that I was like, I kind of buy what she's doing here. I will say, and, and Kevin, this will go right over your head, but I think they missed a golden opportunity to bring back Dr. Shelby for this. Um, because yes. it could have ended oh, with Kevin, an amazing. I remember run. Dr. Shelby from Team Hell. No, he, has, he was watching then. Okay. I was not. No? No Team Hell? <laughs> no. No, I was, they, I, I missed most of the Daniel Bryan era. That's sad. Team Hell Mel was an amazing Shelby. thing, and that's when he said that therapy. I just assumed it was Dr. Shelby. As was like, it has to be. That's their right. therapist. I mean, run with it. He helped Randy Orton with his anger issues, you know? Oh, so why is Randy Orton a face? My God. <laughs> uh, people want him to be a face. People it's want funny. him to be a face. Terrible. <laughs> no, it's great. You're, he, you're wrong. He's when amazing. You, when you go there in person, Kevin, like I was at Raw a couple weeks ago, the way they mixed the music with Randy Orton and Riddle, and it's like, oh, the voice is in my bro. And it's just like the way they do it, it's amazing. The crowd loves it. Like this yeah. guy, I don't think he's ever been so popular. Do you know, they just, they want to cheer for him because I think he's the last vestige of what they're holding on to as fans. Right, right. It's like, this is the guy. Well, he's he's always, yeah, I mean, you might be right. That, that could be 100% it, but it's just like, God, I look at Randy Orton, and I'm like, that's the apex predator, not some fucking goofy. He's going to he's he's snap eventually and, and really in the head. Oh, he will, he will. But he's the last of, like, a bygone era that apparently is never coming back. You know, he's a... Yeah. Uh, He's, uh, Unless somebody buys it, man, the ultimate thing, listen, the Khan family has so much money. To pull a reverse Nitro on Vince McMahon. That's the most amazing thing in Tony Khan. And what's his dad's name? Uh, Chad. Chad. Chad Khan. And Chad yeah. Khan showed up on Raw, and, well, the contract says Khan. And I was like, ah, that's genius. Because you're hiring everyone they cast off anyway, even though you definitely said you weren't going to do that, and are costing really good people their jobs for no reason. Yeah, um, man, I just I Randy Orton entertains me endlessly. He's just he's been here forever. He's like a blanket, man. You know, <laughs> when Raw's bad, you just throw the Randy Orton over. You snuggle up to it like, ah, oh, this is what I remember. But to to go a little inside baseball for a quick second, I've worked in the field of developmental disabilities for, like, the past 15 years of my life. And being in this field, I, I get to see a lot of diagnosis. And one day, I looked, and I saw intermittent explosive disorder. And I brought it over to my boss, and I go, excuse me, this is not real. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this is not a real diagnosis. This is what Randy Orton has. She's like, diagnosis. I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure WWE made it up. And did that patient then hit you with an RKO out of nowhere? It's never happened. I've never been RKO'd uh, either, neither here nor there. You know what's amazing? If you remember probably five years ago, 
People were doing all those memes with Randy Orton hitting people with RKOs out of nowhere. Yeah, WWE, at the time, they didn't want to embrace the Internet, and they just thought everything that anybody that wasn't them did was stupid. They ignored it. I think he could have been the biggest star on the planet at that point. That was as good as Randy Orton has ever been. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> you got anybody you really wanted to see with the Rumble? Yeah. You Other than yourself? <laughs> what, what, this year's Rumble? Anyway, no, at all, he's going through history that you that should have got it. Oh God! Well, I I, I really thought honestly that Santino Morella should have got that year that he was eliminated by uh, Del Rio. I really oh, thought that all came back shine. in, yeah. Yeah, I would have loved it. Yeah. yeah, that would have been the hell of a thing if he went won that when, rumble. When he, he popped up, everybody had forgotten about him, and it was like it was amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you could have done one of those things where they've done the two, you know, you did like an intermission main event, and they could have given him something like that. But, uh, you know, what what a career that guy has had. How many people would just trade places with him? And people want to say, oh, he did it cheap. I'm like, exactly. oh, he got in there. He had these great runs. He had memorable moments. We've mentioned him multiple times on this show. He's just in the last couple of weeks. for himself. Yeah. He yeah. started a movie with Larry the Cable Guy. Right. A sequel. He starred in a sequel to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with Larry the Cable Guy. He's in Jingle All the Way too. Jingle All the Way too. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been told wow. I need to watch that just for completion. No, no, no. Don't. it's no, it's no. I saw the first. Definitely one. not worth watching. I love the first one. It's a classic. Yeah. Oh. For sure. It's interesting though. You know, I mean, there have been so many names over the years where it's like. Uh, in particular, like in the 80s and early 90s, it's like so many people got so far, but because of the gut of like the Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage and I guess to a certain extent Andre, like so many people just never got there. They they were never higher than number four. And it's a shame, like Kurt Hennig is an example. Rick Rude, my God, we were just saying the other day, Stro, like Rick Rude should have been a world champion. But that, that's absolutely. It. absolutely. You know, they they brought back Sergeant Slaughter just for the purpose of of beating the Warrior. That could have been rude. Should have been rude, I'm, probably. I'm yeah. looking. Yes, absolutely. And you have the history from their Intercontinental Championship match to go off of. That's that's yeah. good looking. I'm looking here, and I see one name that I expected to see in the winner, and I guess I just thought he may have won, but. The only living Hall of Famer, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, and of course my Christmas bounty hunter and your Christmas bounty hunter, the Miz, has not won the Royal Rumble, and that is a crime against God and man. And that is who I expected you to bring to this whole thing of people that I should just, have won the Rumble, I and specifically in the year that in the yeah. year that uh, uh, Del Rio did. I was like, yeah, I, was, I was looking at that Rumble. Yeah. I was never a Del Rio fan, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm surprised. Hack's yeah. probably going to bring this one up for the Miz. I, I just um, assumed. I imagine like yeah. he would have won one of the times he made evented against Edger. Yeah. He uh yeah now. Now did he even main event again against Edge? He must. I guess he did. I'm pretty sure. I mean, my memory um, is easy. Yeah, uh, I know he know. did the Cena match, and that that was the whole Money in the Bank, and and like defended yes, the yes, title yes, against a bunch of like. Yeah. That was his first big. Well, and, and to the he was Cena. To roll it back to the talk about the, the year that Roman won, um, you know, so Roman wins, he gets the main event against Brock, right? And then they insert uh, uh, Seth Rollins in with Money in the Bank and let him go over at Mania. Yeah, 
Yeah. And they, it's, it's like they, they put over Rolla, or they put over Roman at that mania in Philly, and they immediately regretted their decision. Well, and we're just looking for any way to get out of it. I heard it was an audible. Like, I, I heard that they weren't going to do that. Like, it was supposed to be Roman. And they, you know, I, I actually heard the Samoans were all upset about it. Again, a group of people <laughs> that, that you don't want angry at you. Uh, <laughs> I, I imagine he's oh. not listening. Alpha Jr., for some reason, thinks he owes me a receipt, even though I've never laid hands <laughs> on him ever. And, like, if I see him on a card, I'm like, even if I'm a fan, I'm like, I'm not going. That's too risky. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that in my life, Phil. Are you yeah. to him on Twitter? No. I've worked with him <laughs> several times, and I thought for one day, he's like, he took me and he called me, which is now weird because it's my daughter's name, and that's a whole other thing. None of you are my therapist. So we don't need to get into that. And he's like, Cece, pat you in the back. I owe you one. And I'm like, what does that mean? I live in fear the rest of my life that a small guy is going to come to my door and attack me. And was, I love him. He's one of my favorite people. He's tremendous. Yeah. I thought I thought he was going to be way bigger than, I, than Vince did, clearly. I've argued football with him a few times on social media, but armed with this knowledge, I will never argue with him again. No, no, yeah, hopefully he doesn't remember me, so don't uh, ask. I, I think it came because I wanted to introduce him as UConn football star. He's like, no, no, that's not happening anymore. I was like, that was like Saturday, bro. <laughs> Maybe that's where it came from. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's interesting, though, and, and I'm definitely excited to talk with all you guys in the yeah. second hour. Uh, 914-338-1885. I know you guys got to get out of here, unfortunately. Anything to uh, – Anything to plug on the way out? Oh, man. Uh, I just hope everybody watches the Royal Rumble and enjoy. Uh, it's the best time to be a wrestling fan. The two best times to be a wrestling fan are Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. And go out and enjoy it. No matter what happens, just go and enjoy it and, and lose yourself in the music the moment. We, yeah. And enjoy oh, some of Bob's right. spaghetti yeah. while you're doing There you go. <laughs> Have a good one. And it's, and it's a Saturday night, so you know, the nerds in their mom's basements are going to love it. I, I unfortunately will probably find out the winner before I get to see it because it's on Saturday. But uh, it is what it is. So, everybody, uh, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. And on the other side, we'll be taking your calls. We see it got, I see we have a couple of you guys here that we want to talk to. And then, uh, yeah, talking some Royal Rumble stuff as well. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests. 
like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. He's still out here, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruno lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the loss. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is just with the rules, as I always understood and wanted to the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network.
This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Right, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network right here live on VOCNation.com. You can also check us out on your favorite podcast platforms as well. Brady Hicks, I've got with me the maestro. And, uh, yeah, you know, tonight we're talking Royal Rumble. And uh, people who maybe probably should have won the Royal Rumble were also kind of registering your unofficial picks as well. Before we kind of jump back in though, Stro, what do you got going on this week? Well, this Thursday night, WWE Retro Returns on VOCNation.com, 19 Eastern Standard Time. We'll be continuing our uh, World Rumble talk as well from past and present and so forth. So if you got any World Rumble feedback you'd like to share, please call in. And Friday night, our Mahoris Sci-Fi Show Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time at my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Maestro. The feature for Friday night will be Invaders from Mars. Please tune in for that. Okay. And then uh, Saturday, I'm going to be doing some commentary for Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, uh, I think it's being taped for Fight TV as well, if I'm not mistaken. It's at the uh, Craven County JC's Fairgrounds in Newport, North Carolina, Bell Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for more information, go to shockwavewrestling.com. So the guys in there come check us out. All right, very cool. And by the way, just for the record, I uh, I actually dated an invader from Mars when I was in college. Oh, right. So, yeah. Oh, wow. She, uh, that must have been fun. She was really down to earth, you know. Derek McDonald is joining us as well. There is. <laughs> Derek, we're we're talking. Well. We're talking about the Royal Rumble. I mean, we've been all over the place tonight. Go figure, right? Uh, but we're talking Royal Rumble. And um, I actually said earlier, before we jump back in, I actually said earlier that this Ronda Rousey announcement um, has me mildly annoyed. And, and I'll tell okay. you why. Um, it, it's right. not that I, I – I mean, it's not that I think that they're doing this way too late after the fact, after she has lost all the momentum – uh, it's that they're going to sidetrack two pretty decent pushes, potentially even three, just to have Ronda Rousey come back. Um, this is Bianca Belair's Royal Rumble. It's the only way to do that storyline arc. If you're putting Ronda Rousey in that match now, then what do you do with Bianca? That's just not fair. They they built the entire year based around going full circle with this thing. That annoys me. Uh, as a side, it also annoys me about Dewdrop because I don't think that this match is getting um, everything that it should, you know, and I don't think yeah. they're going to get the time. And I, it, It's going to be a forgotten thing, and I think that's a shame. So, and, I, and that's just two. That's just two right off the top of my head that it really bugs me. I, I agree with you. I, 
I know some people can't get past her name, which I understand, but Dewdrop has been really good um, since they kind of got rid of, what was her name? What was the chick's name? Eva Marie. And like, yeah, Eva. Eva Marie. Own. You're right. Yeah. She's yeah. been pretty good. Um, and it does suck. She had a good long run, you know, didn't she? I know, right? Cast a couple checks. And and, and, and the <laughs> Bianca thing, yeah, it's it's Bianca's rumble. And not for nothing, look, if, if you want to do Ronda, Becky at WrestleMania, at least have Bianca beat Becky somewhere leading up to Mania. If if you have to do that match, I don't think Ronda should win the Rumble. I don't think Ronda should take this moment away from Bianca because you, you, all the momentum she built up last year, you ruined that SummerSlam, and they just got her back to the point where people want to see her be champion again. Yeah. And I, um, I, I – Yeah. And I was just saying, I, I hope I hope if Ronda comes back, it's not to take Bianca's spot. And I like Ronda. I do, too. I mean, listen, I don't have anything against her. I just, I, I don't want to see her come in and immediately push everybody back down the line. I don't think that's fair, and I don't think that's the right way to do business. Uh, yeah, I, what I would do, and I was telling Stro this earlier, uh, for the Women's Royal Rumble, I would maybe have it come down to Ronda and Bianca, and then I would mm-hmm. have Becky Lynch somehow get involved and, and and basically cost Ronda the match, you know. So yeah. Bianca wins. And um, now on Raw, the next couple weeks, you've got Bianca and Ronda between the two of them trying to figure out who's going to challenge which champion. That's what I would do. Yeah. Then then you Ronda in that match against uh, Becky – and you can do Bianca against Charlotte uh, because that's the match that Charlotte wanted anyway. And legitimately, that would be two main events, I think, even though they probably yeah. won't be positioned that way. And, you know, Bianca gets the rub of standing next to Ronda Rousey leading up the mania, um, which I think right. can't hurt. But if, if, <laughs> if they have Ronda win at the expense of Bianca, they run the risk of having a batista Daniel Bryan thing where the fans just completely reject Ronda because they want oh, to so. see Bianca have it. And they I hope yeah. I hope old man Vince has learned from that, but who knows? But they risk that if they do that. I don't anything, think he has. This, that could happen. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was saying earlier, like, um, Vince probably doesn't know the names of half the people in the Royal Rumble. And I said, <laughs> I mean, Probably not, but mostly because he changed half their names in the last three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Did you see that they, after cutting them less than a year ago, they offered the Iconics an invitation to come back at the Royal Rumble? <laughs> I know. Declined. I know. I was like, come on. What I am disappointed. I am disappointed that they declined. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it would have been good. But, yeah, I understand why they did, and I'm sure at yeah, some point they'll go back. I mean, they're both pretty young. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's clear yeah, that AEW I, doesn't want, um, what's his name? Ty Dillinger's wife, oh. you know. Um, what's his name? I know. Um, damn, what is his name? And I watched the show. Perfect the, Ten. Um, the chair. Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Yes. Spears. Yeah. 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 What a, yeah. a showing he had against CM Punk last week, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. 
You know, I, I, I saw a funny meme. It said, uh, that look on your face when you realize you're getting treated the same in AEW that you did in WWE. That's it. Yeah, he had that one good thing with yeah. Cody when he got there. And ever since, he's been like a comedy guy for MJF's group. He's in that group, and he's the only one not doing anything. It's stupid. It really is dumb. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, Royal Rumble potential winners that uh, mm-hmm. never really capitalized, and I heard a bunch of great names. Ted DiBiase was mine uh, just because I think every year when he was trying to buy that number 30 spot, and then, like, <laughs> if they would have had him do that and then win it, um, I just think it would have made for a really compelling main event, whichever WrestleMania that was. Um, but, again, you know, nothing ever came of it. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard Daniel Bryan thrown around. Um, I've heard, uh, well, Stroh said Santino Morella the year when he when he was in there with Alberto. Right. And remember, if he popped up after after he thought he won it, you and, know. Um, the place went nuts, yeah. Yeah. Did, uh, did, did, I'm trying to think who else uh, should have won the Royal Rumble. Chris Jericho is another name that always comes to mind to me. Um, now, he never quite felt, at the time, he never quite felt big enough. Even like that year when he was rumored that he was going to get it, and I think Sheamus won, that was like, that was a weird year, not unlike this year, where it's like, it, it feels like almost anybody could do it, you know? Yeah. I... I always thought with Jericho, was it 2000? No, it wasn't two, was it 2000. Remember when they had him, like, fake beat Triple H for the title on Raw? Yeah. And everybody yeah. went crazy. I always thought the ending of that feud should have been him beating Triple H for the title at Mania. I always thought that. But then it ended up, I believe, that that's the, is that the year Triple H faced Caker? I think. I think that's the year. Uh, so uh, that I, was 2000, so... And it was after Mania, right? It was when um, it was That's when Hunter right. hurt his knee, I think. I think Hunter hurt his knee not, not long after that. Oh, right. Wasn't so it because it was like Mania. Jericho and Benoit against Triple H and Stone Cold? Okay, so that wasn't the Mania where they did the McMahon in each corner. Because I always thought no. instead of doing the McMahon in each corner, you could have did Jericho yeah. and Triple H. Or even Jericho and Triple and H. And the Rock. And they did do Jericho and Triple H, but they did it two years later, and Jericho was a heel. It wasn't the same thing. Yeah, nobody cared. Yeah. So. By the way, Derek, um, I got to tell you, like, I'm on video, and, and Stro Maestro shaved this week, and uh, he cool. looks like a baby face, but it's the strangest thing. It's like, he just doesn't <laughs> look like him. Which is, is funny. This guy. I was going to be the <laughs> I was going to do the video, but I have, like, this giant afro on my head, and I haven't shaved yet. <laughs> oh, so I like my dad. I'm waiting like for, like, the giant. I'm wa- yeah. I'm waiting for all the blonde curls to come out from underneath the hood, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I would be worried. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of this year, did you have any thoughts about who might win the men's? Pat had an interesting idea earlier. He seems to be the impression that because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens resigned, that one of mm-hmm. them is going to win it because they probably negotiated that. I don't see them ever throwing either of them a bone like that. I don't personally. No. Um, no. And, but I would love it and if Sami like, Zayn won. It seems I would like love Sammy's it. Love what he, it seems like he loves what he's doing. Like he doesn't have to beat his body up. 
he's on TV every week. Right. He's in the high, he's in a high profile spot. Um, I saw yeah. either either you do Biggie, um, to kind of rehab him a little bit, or that's the rumor. You could do, or you could do, you could have. I would have Lashley beat Brock, and since they said they want to end with Roman and Brock at Mania, I'd have Roman screw Brock, have Brock on them the Rumble and have Brock win the Rumble to face Roman at Mania. But who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah, that could I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like that. I don't know who's going to win for sure, but I feel like it, I'd either give it to Big E or Brock. I, I hope it's not Brock. I, I want something different. You know, I, I yeah. I, I want somebody I haven't seen before. I like the Big E thing a lot. I do. Um, actually, their their plan before Brock got inserted in that match, supposedly like Seth Rollins winning the title, and um, I think he's been great. Like I I think he deserves a title run. <laughs> and then having Big yeah. E come in and beat him again at WrestleMania, I think it would have been really good. Um, uh, you might not agree with me there, but I still think there's some potential there if they break up the New Day to have Kofi go after Big E. Um, I, I think there, there's, there's a lot of different ways that they can go with it. Um, so I, I, I would, I'd be fine with Big E, I think. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like WWE doesn't view him in that spot. Like, it used to be winning the WWE title was special. But I feel like in the yeah. last 15 years, it stopped being special. I don't know if it's because there's two belts or if it's because just because more people get a shot with the belt now than they used to. But it just – I don't think WWE has that faith in Big E that I think they should. Well, well I think the problem is, too, is – the only person who really feels like a champion is Roman, and that's because nobody's booked like him. So right. the whole time Biggie Big e was champion, you just turn to SmackDown. It's like, oh well, Roman's a bigger deal than Biggie. Look how they treat Roman. Right. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Um, I think if you're gonna have two guys be champion, I don't know why you couldn't book the Raw champion like you book Roman until you have somebody beat the said Raw champion. Um, the last champion they really protected was who, Lashley? He was, like, the last guy they yeah. protected. Yeah, and even him. And, like, they made yeah. it clear that Lashley was the number two behind yes. Roman. Yeah. It really it, did. Yeah, without a doubt. They, I they don't did. know if it's because they want to protect the sanctity of having one world title, truly, like, truly a world title. I, I don't know if that's why they do it, but it never made sense to me. If you're going to have two belts, you know, then you might as well have two caliber world champions. Exactly. Two otherwise, like, otherwise, just use yeah. Otherwise, just use the IC belt and just have one champion. Like, yeah, like when they first started the brand brand split, the two top guys in the company felt like it was John Cena and Batista, and they were your two champions. Yeah, and I I feel like yeah. they've lost that somewhere along the line. I I don't know, Stro. I don't know. Uh, let's let's go to um, let's go to Steve. See what he's going on. What what's going on, Steve? Oh, uh, you know, just following the yellow brick road, listening in, <laughs> looking for a brain to fix. 
<laughs> I'm, okay. just, I'm just looking for a brain to pick. Looking for a brain to pick? Exactly. Have you ever seen Santa Clarita Diet? No. Okay. Well, it's about zombies. I got the zombie show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the scarecrow, Brady. Well, he's talking about. He's looking for a brain to pick. That's that's the first thing I thought of was, uh, you know, there's a restaurant there, in that show called Chipopos. It's an Italian restaurant, and that's where that's where people get the uh, they eat the oysters, and that's how they end up turning into zombies. Oh man. So if you're looking for a brain to pick, go to Pope Jopopos. <laughs> it's a funny show. The writing is horrible, but it, it's not worse than Raw, and it's a lot shorter. Oh. It's only like 30 so minutes. Cobra, so is Cobra Kai. Yeah, you know, I've never seen Cobra Kai. Oh, it's the best wrestling show without wrestling on it. I try to watch it, and, <laughs> okay. and I do watch it. I just find it, I, I get yeah. insulted when I'm supposed to believe that Ralph Malchio can beat up people at however age he is now, because <laughs> he just looks so terrible in stage, but I enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm using my back. John Kreese is Jake the Snake Roberts. Season 3 <laughs> is so Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. See, I, see I, and Kelly watches this all the time, and like I, I don't know. Like I tried to watch one, and I kind of not at all. And then the next thing I know, like the bad guys and the good guys were all together, and I was like, "This is." Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, you slept with season. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we were. She didn't start on Third. episode one. I mean, she's she's all uh, caught up. I'm I'm the one that. Oh, okay. She tried to put it on for me, and then all of a sudden I was mm-hmm. out. <laughs> the writers are so wrestling fans. They spread the references throughout. You want a cool Netflix show? Now this this just shows you where my head is at. Like it, I just because like I'm always looking for like the off the wall thing. Uh, they put up the show on Netflix, Steve. It's called Messiah. Have you heard of it? No, but it sounds interesting from the title. It, it it's cool. It's um so it's this guy and he's basically like a cult leader and he claims to be like well he doesn't claim to be but everyone kind of thinks that he's like the second coming of Jesus. And he's walking around the Middle East and he's performing miracles and he's doing all this stuff and people are following him, you know, all around the desert and stuff and they the, the CIA is tracking him and they figured out that like he's probably Muslim and like they're trying to figure out like what his end game with it is, right, you know? And then all of a sudden like there's like this disaster in Texas and this guy somehow ends up in the United States and like is helping these people in Texas, like in the middle of like a tornado that's going on. It's, it's insane. And like, it just, I, I don't know. It's like it's such a well-written show. I'm about three or four episodes in and um, I'm captivated. It's an hour well, long I mean, there was... and it's at least 10 times better than Raw. There, there was a cult leader in Texas, and uh, we all know how that uh, ended. Yeah, but this is a little different, you know, because he walks around performing miracles. Yeah. I want to watch that. I saw it the other day. It's really good. And, and, and the guy that they got to play Jesus, he looks just like how they say Jesus would have looked, you know? He's like Muslim with like – he looks a lot like Ali, actually, like, like uh, Mustafa. Mm. 
Isn't that what they did with um that other guy? Which is the Muhammad Hassan. Muhammad Hassan. Right. That, he wasn't that, even, that was he his wasn't gimmick. Muslim. He was Italian. Yeah, he was an Italian guy playing the right. Yeah. <laughs> Kopani. <laughs> but I don't look, I don't this this is from the same company who thought it'd be a good idea to call Mark Henry the silverback gorilla at one point. <laughs> so I don't understand why you take a stand on certain things. This is this is nothing worth taking a stand on. And my favorite part about this was people dragged Ricochet into it. Like, Ricochet, you should actually give a lease to him. Ricochet's like, nah, man, I'm okay. Don't drag me into Like they used to say to Santino Morella, you should ask for your release because uh, they don't treat you right. <laughs> it's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I hope it works out for the guy. He's a, he's a genuinely nice guy. He seems like a good guy. I hope it works out. He seems like it. He's a former cop, too, isn't he? I, I thought I heard that. Like yeah. That, yeah. There's, like, so many different reasons that, like, he should appeal to people. And I know they haven't booked him the best, but it seems like everything, at least from his end, is always really thought out. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, like fully developed by them. Even like the hacker thing when he was doing like that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, like from his end, you could tell he was doing everything that he yeah. needed to do from his end in order for that angle to work. Yeah. And and he seemed like one of the guys who didn't want to leave, but it seems like dealing with events week after week after week, you kinda of just figure it I'm like it's like I'm banging my head against the wall. Why am I gonna stay here? If you're not gonna do anything with me, yeah. let me yeah. go. Yeah. So, Steve, is that your pick, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali? Mustafa Ali to win the Rumble? Muhammad Ali would be an amazing Royal Rumble winner. Oh, he won. <laughs> I actually don't have a pick. I don't have a pick. I haven't been watching, but, like, I think um, if, if Rumble reigns, it's either – it just it depends on who wins the title matches, like, because the Rumble match can mean event, and then whoever loses the title – match could go on and win, so it could be Roman versus Brock, too, at, at, you know, or Roman versus Brock uh-huh. Mania, with Roman winning the Rumble. No, or, I, I didn't even think about I think, that. I think, Eric, do you think that's a... I think... Go ahead. Sorry, I, I think Big E would be a good win, because a lot of people are pissed about his reign ending the way it did, so... Yeah. I think it yeah. could be Reigns or Big and, E. And it sounded like that was kind of the arch that they were going anyway. Derek, do you think there's a chance that Seth Rollins could win this belt from Roman? And then Big E wins the Rumble, and they do Roman and Brock anyway, just for the other title? I mean, they've been having Roman beat everybody. And then to have the the one guy to beat him be Seth Rollins, that'd be kind of nuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, but they invested so much time in saying, like, yeah, this guy's been the champion for... Seven million years or whatever. Yeah, and the, he's been the, the champion forever. With, isn't the storyline with with Seth and Roman like you've never beat me? Like, aren't they just flat out saying that on TV now? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so, interesting. I I hope that's not yeah. the go. I'd almost rather have Brock. He told you got to either defend the title or challenge the other one, so he drops the title and goes to the other show to fight Roman. Yeah. I'd almost rather have that. 
I wanted to be uh, Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, and have a Jeff Jarrett guitar shot, Johnny Knoxville, maybe Sami Zayn in that. That'd be my that'd be my uh, legend appearance. I'll be I'll be surprised if Elias even shows up. Oh, Elias, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. I think to that I think guy. he I burned his guitar would, almost a year ago. I think Oscar's <laughs> gonna make a return. I don't think she's gonna win, but I'd love to see Oscar win. He did burn his guitar. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing Oscar get back in, and I I don't think she's gonna win. I, Elias, yeah, no, I I think um, it's almost like you know he wanted to burn the guitar to get away from the gimmick, and they were like, well, that's the only reason that we've invested anything in you. I like when you well, yeah. drifter better. Oh, that like was what I heard. Walking around looking homeless. Oh, <laughs> the rumor was, the rumor was they were gonna repackage him, and then he looked too much too much like Macho Man, and Vince scrapped it. It's like, you just get enough. But he always looks like Macho Man. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, Vince is losing it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it makes sense, but that's what I heard. God bless him. Did you you see the interview with... That's probably why Vince hated CM Punk, too, because he started doing that Macho Man elbow. I'll bet you that's why. He's like, looks like shit. Cut it out. He kept doing it. I hate that guy. God damn it. Oh, uh, for my uh, for my picks from previous Rumbles, uh, Kane 2001, 2016 AJ Styles, yeah. 2014 Daniel Bryan, and this might be unpopular, but 2021 Rhea Ripley. I thought she had a good arc with Charlotte that could have that could have happened, but it was Bianca Belair's time, I guess. But I think Rhea could have bounced back and got that match with Charlotte, the rematch. It could have been either one, honestly, because they both went on to challenge that year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But with that said, I, I do think Bianca Belair is a really special kind of athlete. And I, I also wanted to say, Derek, because, I you know, I always forget to mention it when we're on here, but there was a report a couple months ago that WWE really saw something special in Montez Ford. And we've been talking about him on this show for how long now? Um, just how charismatic he is with everything that he does. And apparently they wanted to break up the tag team, and he didn't want to do it yet out of loyalty. And it's like, you know, they've got this guy pegged. He's going to be a major star, uh, unless he gets hurt. It's, it seems like, yeah, it seems like every time he's, like, on camera, he does something. Just like, I watched the, I watched the highlights of the match he did uh, last night with Ray. And Dominic, and at one yeah. point he jumps over the rope and he like Superman poses before he does a front flip. And I was like, who, who does that? Like he, he knows <laughs> right. how to find the camera. It's it's amazing how he can find the camera and find all these things to do. And um, yeah, and it, I I, yeah. I like I like the team, but if I was if I was Dawkins, I'd be thinking about a solo gimmick because that team isn't going to be together much longer. It looks like. Yeah, no, no. We, he's going to be the Sermo of the group for sure. It's that, that there, there's no way, you know. He's the uh, <laughs> he's the Marty, and there's nothing Marty wrong with being the Marty, you know. But yeah, you can even tell that WWE loves Montez Ford. Like, just go on like their Twitter or any of their social media because what they do, you can always tell who they're behind because they're the ones mm-hmm. that they highlight in packages. And I must have yeah. seen that flip a thousand times. Since Raw, 
Mm-hmm. Because that's the clip that they're showing. And they're showing that for a yeah. reason because, like, that was amazing and they want everybody to be behind this guy. Because down the line, yeah, yeah no, he's going to be big. I got a, I got yeah. an arc. Um, Oscar, Oscar was the winner of that Royal Rumble when Ronda Rousey showed up and kind of just stole the attention from her. I think Oscar, Ronda Rousey would be a good match if that ever happens. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that they're thinking about it like that. It's kind of obscure. I, I heard that Vince McMahon hates history. <laughs> he hates, he what a, hates. What a weird quote. Yeah. He's a revisionist? Yeah, like it's so stupid. Like he, he hates, he hates referencing things that happened in the past. I, I've heard this before. And it's like, it makes sense if you think about the way he approaches most things. Like, yeah, yeah. he must hate uh, yeah. history, it's, you know? Well, it seems, yeah. like, it like, seems like that on, it seems like that on NXT when, yeah, it seems like that on NXT when they, like, Walter literally said that in his promo, like, out with the past and with the news. Yeah. I'll I give you a perfect example. Perfect example of Vince hating history. They had all of the WCW titles. In their, in their group, in their company. They folded WCW in November with an active WCW champion. Mm-hmm. And then they unified the titles, not calling it the WCW title, just one month later. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you a better one. Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. They didn't mention the uh, Shawn Michaels injury from all those, from the Attitude Era. When he right. broke his back in the casket. Yep. Oh, even better. Yep. When when Triple H fought the Undertaker the year after he retired, Sean, they didn't mention the uh, WrestleMania 17 match. Oh yeah. Yeah. They didn't. They, they didn't mention <laughs> yeah. it at all. It's like, come on, we're not right. stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, Steve, before I let you go, uh, we were talking earlier about Randy Orton. Um, and I feel like the crowd has embraced oh. him so much in oh, the last. Yeah, I know. Derek, I was at Raw a couple weeks ago, and, like, the way they spliced it in with, like, Randy Orton's music, you know, I hear the voice, and then they throw in, like, mm-hmm. bro. And, like, they mixed it perfectly. They're over. Yeah. Everybody loves them. For whatever reason, and Randy Orton has been, like, even now, like, he's the biggest, like, jerk-off baby face of all time. But people love him. <laughs> and you can tell he's having fun with it. You know, you I can know. tell he's – why is Randy Orton so over? Is it because, like – like, I was saying earlier, do you think it's because, like, he's the last vestige of, like, those old-timers that are all gone now at this point so. from the um, ruthless aggression? That that has is to that be because every it has to be everything he does they love no matter how stupid how simple it is they love it. Yeah. I was watching like the the highlights of that spelling bee thing he got his word right and they went crazy they still pop for the right. RKO like it's DDP in '96 and it's like it's, a, yeah. it's crazy. I, I think this is like Team Hell No, but the stoner guy, uh, stoner guy instead of Daniel Bryan. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. And at some point, Randy's going to turn on him and, I know. you know, hopefully yeah, they make Riddle bigger out of it. But 
People yeah. love them. It's, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like Kane and it's like Kane and RVD. You had the scary guy with the stoner guy, the fun yeah. stoner guy. But I guarantee you, they were going to break them up a long time before, and mm-hmm. they started getting insane reactions. Yeah, and the merchandise. And, yeah. If you think about it, Orton went straight from that horrible stuff with Bray Wyatt right into to, um, the stuff with Riddle, and it's been going on ever since. And it's like that all that horrible yeah. Bray Wyatt stuff never happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for Anything else, for Steve? Him. Yeah. Uh, I love GCW. Randy. Game team to wrestling put on a, a, a fun show and a, and a great Hall of Fame. I would th- uh, I would say the uh, indie wrestling Hall of Fame was really good. Yeah, uh, Xbox, Samsung, Terry yeah. Lynn, Homicide. Uh, I have a question Rockets. about GC. Yeah, I have a question about GCW. Um, I don't I don't get it. Is it is it me? And like am I the, like what am I not getting about it? It's like it's like the new ECW. That's what, especially with them being Hammerstein, it was it was like an ECW type crowd. Uh, it's it's like Matt Cardona is doing his best work, I think over there. It's just a fun show, I think. I, I don't even watch it. That and Moxley, much. it was like the first time. Yeah, it's yeah, D- Derek. You know what? You know what it is, Derek. I I think it's the perfect um, storm. Um, CZW closed. Well, not closed, but they're basically not around. That that formula mm-hmm. that that. Blood and guts, you know, blood and guts. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't even do they couldn't even do the blood in New York because of New York. Sorry, say that again. DJ, DJ, no, it's okay. DJ Hyde, you know, there were there were issues there. Certainly, a lot of people with the speaking out movement, you know, Me Too and all that. And so DJ mm-hmm. Hyde ran into a bunch of issues. CZW basically gone. So they kind of inherited that mantle. And then you pair that with the fact that all these stars are now being released and have nowhere to go. They've got some mm-hmm. money, so they're able to bring in Matt Cardona and John Moxley. They get to deal with AEW. And then, Derek, you pair that mm-hmm. with the dark side of the ring with Nick Gage. Suddenly everybody knows who Nick Gage is. Nobody yeah. knew who he was before that show. Right. Uh, he, you know who he was? And I hate to say it because he'll be coming after me and, and something nasty living in this area. Um, but he was always the goof that got arrested for trying to rob a bank without a mask. That's what I always knew him as. The meathead. Well, yeah. I, to be I fair, I think, the, I think the, Vice, the, Vice, the Vice audience knew of him from a previous documentary, but being on TV definitely helped, you know, kind of elevate Nick Gage's name. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just it just feels like ECW. You have Jeff Jarrett kind of playing that Jerry Lawler uh, role in baiting GCW. And you have, uh, now, is it is it ECW because they're recycling ECW storylines? Because I saw my man Kurt Hawkins dressed up as Edge for One Night Stand. So is that what they're doing? And Nick, well, and then Nick the, Foley. Not <laughs> Last they're, night they were in the Hammerstein. Yeah, they were in the Hammerstein ballroom. Yeah. See now, and and I I know that Joey Janela has something to do with that, right? That's his. That's his his baby. I mean, he's part of it somehow. I, 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 I oh, mean, I'm yeah. guessing they just broke him. I, I don't know. I, I think it's um. I, I saw an interview yeah. with him. And he was saying they were talking to him about his AEW contract because apparently they're going to let him go. And he was saying, you know, I want to stay here. I want to help 
continue the connection with GCW and AEW. So when he said that, I thought, oh, maybe he's a figurehead, and he's the reason they have I, that, I mean, he, that connection. He might be. Well, he, Brent, he might Brent be. Lauderdale I mean, they, they have the their owner. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah, Brett Lauderdale's the owner of Booker, and like I'm sure Janela probably could be office there, but I don't know his exact role. I just know he, he was wrestling Cardona recently. And yeah, he's, he's like a, another Nick Gage, you know. He's just like a, a face, you know, that they that they've used for so long. I mean, they've been around forever. They just they just really took off in the he, last probably Nick years. Gage, Nick Gage is Nick Gage is like the same man. He's not the best wrestler, but he gets like the best entrance reaction. And it's I hate he's him. using Metallica too. <laughs> Very pretty, so but I, I think him. that's all garbage. I, but I think all the, the – the and I know they couldn't do it in New York, but I, I think all that stuff is just garbage. I, I don't like the hardcore stuff. No, I, have, I debate anybody I have, on well, the they show. Had, they, had a, they had a variety. And, and believe me, that there, there are some ultra-hardcore wrestlers that I'm pretty friendly with, and, and I would tell them the same thing. So it's not like I'm just being a jerk on the air. I, just, I, mean, look, I don't care for it. Speaking I, of UCW, they, they, like they, had, they have Sabu on their shows too, so it's not just – it's not just recycling storylines. They have the, the former stars there. Recycling They're in the hand stars, ballroom. <laughs> yeah. I saw X-Pac. Yeah. X-Pac there or something? Yeah, X-Pac. Yeah. Yeah, he was there after the Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and X-Pac is probably just getting ready for the Rumble, right? You would think that he's yeah. going to be there on, Maybe. on Sunday. Why do you think it is that Bully Ray was there, but they didn't do anything with him and John Moxley? Uh, no, they were you know they're standing at Bully Ray because of the because of the Moxley comment. Yeah, but Bully Ray was on the show. I didn't oh, no, see him on sorry, the show. No, I watched the show. They they did it they did a different show together. I mean uh Northeast Wrestling maybe. I forget. I I got my shows confused. They did do a show together. They're not in the same I have, match. A, I have a question okay. about AEW in in general. And it, it ties into impact and the rumble. Now, I had this conversation with somebody who's like an AEW diehard that I know. He got really upset, but I think I made a valid point. If Nikki James comes out at the Rumble, right, and they say she's going to wear the title, if she comes out at the Rumble, has a hell of a showing, gets a couple eliminations and look good, does her showing up at the Rumble do more for Impact than Kenny Omega's entire Impact title run? Yeah. I mean, you could say that. Well, okay. I mean, so it, I'm not crazy. I'll tell you what. I, I, and the only reason I say that, that that's not a slight on AEW, I just think that AEW and Impact's audience is largely the same people. Not everyone well, that I watches mean, AEW he, watches he Impact, but everybody who watches Impact watches AEW. And I don't think that WWE fans, by and large, are watching Impact. Um, but I'll tell you why I don't just, think it'll be good overall, because I think if she has a good showing, and if they do something with Alexa Bliss, which is what I suspect, um, then I think Mickey James will just be back with the company, and Impact won't that's have a chance. That's what I thought. Because she's not. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That she she'll just leave. And Impact won't stand in the way either, because they don't want bad bad juju from that. You know, they'll they'll just let her go if she wants to go. Just my thoughts, Steve. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering, and if you're Impact. And you're being buddy buddy with Vince right now. Do you try to continue this relationship to some point? Because I think you might as well. Why not? You're not doing anything else. Can't hurt. 
Well, can't I hurt. Mean, Anytime you're I, the I bottom think, company, I think they're working with the Ring of Honor. I mixing. think they're trying to help Ring of Honor right now. Yeah, but they're like, mixing with anybody sure. they can because they're not the top yeah. company. You know, yeah, only the top company do doesn't want to... Yeah, which is why it's baffling to me that they even want to use Impact Stars. I, I don't know that it's going to affect any, especially since they're not worried about, like, pay-per-view numbers. What do they care? And Unless there's a long-term goal of signing Mickey James, I don't see the point. Filling up spots, they have a. They think they have a limited roster. They probably don't want to use all their NXT women. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just don't get it. But I don't know, Steve. Well, I mean, they use they use, I, yeah. they use women free agents before, like women's legends before. And the other rumbles. And it was I mean they they've used they've used champions. They've used yeah. champions from other companies. They just don't usually call them that on the show. And I saw like a week or two ago they it was this report that WWE wants uh, you know, a name nobody would believe for the mini rumble. And I was thinking there's only a handful of guys from another company who you could bring in that people would know from another company, and they're saying it's not an AEW guy. So I'm thinking, I, I unless that just fell through, I don't know who that person could be because there aren't many big um, names around who aren't taken. Matt Cardona, maybe, because he's been protesting too much, I think. Um, maybe Rich Swan. Maybe the Good oh, Brothers. Could see. And, and, and if, I mean, you're impact, and if you're oh, Impact you and you go to Vince... I just realized who it probably is. It's probably uh, Enzo. Oh, could you imagine? Because people like Enzo. Oh, Enzo. Yeah, it'll probably be Enzo. Oh, oh man, it probably will. And, and it's like you can do anything with him because he's like Teflon. You know, it's like you, you don't you don't have a, you don't have to have him win. You don't even have to have him do well. He's just going to go out and do a spiel, and people will cheer. And that's it. Yeah. Like the guy, remember the Godfather yeah. came out, he just danced with the women and kicked them right out. He walked <laughs> right. like that yeah. back. That's all you need. That's all you yeah. need. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, anything else, Steve? Well, I'm looking forward to uh, what Brian Kendrick does if he gets his release because he's been waiting for weeks is what I heard. Him and Regal are like yeah. the two guys I'm looking, I'm looking at to see where they go because Tommy Dreamer already offered Regal a job at Impact, and just wonder where Regal and Kendrick go. And then um, is Tommy Dreamer still in Impact? I thought he got released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he he, he, he came back. back. You know what? I'm excited for Leo Rush. Yeah, he's back now. Yeah, they brought him back. Wow. I'm I'm excited. I've been watching that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, maybe he'll do it. I want to see what Leo Rush does because he. They signed him to AEW. He was on GCW. Yeah, they did nothing with him. Um, I'm 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 a big fan of his. He tends to get in his own way. It seems like when he goes to certain places. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm I'm a fan of, of Leo. Hopefully he finds this. He finds something. He lands somewhere cool because I like him. And he's still young. What is he? Twenty five years old or something like that. So. Yeah, he's young. He's real young. Yeah. I want to say he signed Dude, with them at like 21 or something like that. So. And Brian I Cage, had such a blast. Is, oh, yeah. I think you'll... Yeah. I think you'll have a, a spot. I think you'll have a, 
opportunity with WWE or somewhere else. Oh. Maybe Impact. Or maybe like, oh my God, what is what is this? <laughs> but, um, I think he's going to be the guy that just kind of fades away. I don't think Vince really ever thought much of him, and I, I think he's a little too outspoken. Not to say that's a bad thing. I just don't know how the office and WWE feels about him. But it would be cool, like, you know, if they cared about history, there's a lot you could even do with him and Bobby Lashley. Oh, listen to me. If you want right. to rebuild the Hurt business, which they, they've, they've broken my heart so many goddamn times with the Hurt business, but <laughs> if you want to redo it and you want to add Leo Rush, then that's not a bad guy to start out with besides Lashley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, was able to uh, help out at a Richmond show, uh, independent show, and uh, we had Tom Landmer from NWA on the card and some other uh, good wrestlers on the card, independent wrestlers. So uh, it's a pretty, pretty fun show. You know, you'll eat wrestling in uh, Virginia. If uh, anybody's in the DMV area, check that out. Um, you got... Guys that are on AEW Dark, like Logan LaRue, Baron Black, and uh, guys like Tom Latimer. So I'm definitely looking forward to April. I wanted to plug that before, uh, before I get let go here. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So what did, what did you do? Like, yeah, right down oh, the ring or whatever? Well, I was security slash ring crew, and Red Titus and Josh Woods were, like, defending their Ring of Honor titles. And like they're they pulled a rib on me, yeah. Like he um <laughs> he retires was so cool. He freaking um they're they're locking up and they're fighting on the floor. They start wrestling on top of me, and like, it was, it was mm. funny. But um yeah, okay. def- definitely glad there's local wrestling in my area, and uh, coming up in April. But um yeah, glad I could mention that briefly. And um Yeah, for sure. Cool. Black this Black this Jack. Look out for that guy because he's from North Carolina. Super entertaining. Black this Jack? Yeah. I think Bill DeMont gave the name to him but he's he's super fun. Yeah, look him up. He had a he had a Newport. He had a Newport in his mouth, like right after the match. It was so funny. He was stealing pizza. He was it was so entertaining. He was fighting on the floor, and uh, I'm he's, like, he's barefoot, like all. Yeah, he's like barefoot all day. That's not a gimmick. That's not like a I'm necker butcher. He's like, yeah, exactly. He was like well, barefoot all funny. day in the cold. I know. He's all right, so he but, has um, mental illness. <laughs> no, I mean that could that could be legit. <laughs> that could be legit. From I yeah, interviewed legit him. Mental illness. Yeah. <laughs> I think okay. I think that's legit because I, I talked to him on a on a podcast, uh, pro wrestling interviews, and I think oh, he's okay. talked about that in past interviews. Yeah, Dude, he's super I, fun I would guy. Love to I have him on if he's ever up for it. Every locker room should have a blackfish jack and a red Titus because those those guys are so much fun. Yeah, but it's not like blackfish jacks grow on trees, you know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. He, he's like, he's like a it. cat. He's just hanging out in the tree. 
All right, brother. We got to shovel along here. Give, give Black under. just my best. Shout out to Blackish Jack. <laughs> what a name! What a name! I immediately thought, like, how can we? Uh, yeah. How can how can you come up with a name for dude, love, and mankind at the same time? You know. <laughs> All right, Steve, I'll talk to you. <laughs> That's Brother Mankind, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Blackish Jack. That's amazing. I'll tell you. Andrew Blackish Jack. There's not a lot about him, man. You can't find a lot yeah. online. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it, though. That's fun. That's cool. He'll be in JCW if he gets enough of a following, so. There you go. But, uh, let's just... Tori, there? No. I don't know why she calls in from the bar. Rat Boy, what's going on, pal? Oh, man, this is one of the best shows that I can't wait to see. The Royal Rumble, I can't wait. Okay? The two people okay. that you, you guys didn't mention all night, okay, that never won the, the Royal Rumble, shit up. It should have been the big shove. Paul Wright. Okay. He technically won the one. Yeah, he did, yeah. And he was a scorpion king, too. Yeah, he was a scorpion king. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> and, and, plus, and plus Chris Jericho. And plus Chris Jericho. I now, I mentioned Jericho earlier. And, like, to me, I think part of the reason why he never won um, – well, first of all, earlier on in his career when he probably should have won, um, like, he was never that guy. You know, like, no. in the early 2000s, winning the Royal Rumble, only the top guys did that. You know, this was before Sheamus or Alberto Del Rio. You pretty much yeah. had to be, like, a main eventer beforehand in order to win it. I, that's how yeah. I perceive it, unless you're Vince McMahon. Um, so Jericho was always, like... Uh, Fourth or fifth on the depth chart, I think, at best, usually. Um, yeah, the poor guy. And I got one more. I got one and, more and then for later, you, Brady. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then later, like, when they started using the Royal Rumble as a vehicle to push people, Jericho mm -hmm. was always taking time off, you know? He'd, like, yeah. he'd come back for six months, then leave for a year and a half. That's he was doing that constantly throughout the 2000s and the... The early teens, yeah. you know? And like I said, it, it sucks because at his prime, he was there with the Rocks, the Austin, you know, those guys. Yeah. And then when he leaves and, like, he comes back, then it's Cena, it's Batista, those guys. Then he comes in again as a part-timer, and now it's Daniel Bryan. It's CM Punk. Like, he always, he always just missed it. His timing was always over. Yeah. The, the Kevin Owens stuff, more recently, yeah. you know? Like, he's always... Kind of been a periphery guy. So, what was your other point, Ratboy? All right, the other person is you're going to hate me for this one. Sid Vicious. Yeah. What year? Why would I hate you? I love Sid. He hated me. He's the master of the rule of the world, right? Okay, he, okay. I used to love Sid. Me when too. he cracked Jose oh. Lothario, I was cheering, man. Oh, my get dad. The, get the, the camera. camera. That's, 
My you dad know? took us to that Survivor Series. He's like, who's the man? Everybody's like, you're the man. Oh, that was so amazing. <laughs> that's why that's why he's he the, is the man. I, I actually got in okay. trouble, Derek, I, I, because um, well, because when Sid, if you remember, like, because he was there, he was Sid Justice, then he left. And then when mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels brought him back as his bodyguard in, oh, yeah. God, what was it, not, 95 maybe? Yeah. Something after, like that? Uh, yeah, that was after he fired after, Diesel. After, yeah. Oh, it was after he fired Diesel, right. So when he brought Sid in and Sid came out, I, I basically, I Luthez pressed my dad. Like, I jumped, and I just, like, I'm wailing on him. I'm screaming, like, yeah, yeah, and I'm hitting him. <laughs> I'm hitting my dad. <laughs> I'm knuckling up. <laughs> I wasn't, like, hitting him in the face or anything, but I was, like, I was pretending to fight, and I was all over him. And... Yeah, man, I got in trouble. I miss Sid. Oh. I'll always remember when Sid came back. <laughs> I was excited, because I was a huge Sid Justice fan. And Sid Vicious from, the, from WCW, yeah. He was cool. Um, he was a man when they blew when when you know they tried to blow up Sting on the boat. Oh, I love Sid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Blow up Sting. Oh my yeah. God, man! I love him. Yeah, Sid, Sid could have won the Royal Rumble. He could. In like, like that, like yeah, ninety four, ninety five, whatever it was. Um, honestly, he probably. I, I think the year that Flair won it. He was, like, considered a favorite mm-hmm. because they all thought that it was going to be Hogan and Flair, and then, like, there'd be another match for the title. Oh, I love yeah. it. Remember when they had, the, they had the press conference, and they were going to announce who was going to get the title shot at Media, and he thought it was him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they announced it. He just ripped in the paper. Right. He was like, yes, what, what? He started with the paper. Oh, shit. You're the best. Is it because I'm not a movie star like Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing. He's amazing. Even even in the dying days of like the dying days of WCW, I remember Goldberg like ran over his car with a monster truck and he like stood on top of it. He was like, Goldberg! And he's just yelling in the middle of the parking lot <laughs> yeah. with nobody around. Oh, shit. Man. That was a dying breed right there. I, was, I I even like, even when he came out and beat up Heath Slater a couple of years ago, I was like, yes! Oh, yeah, yeah. This like, is the man. Yeah. If he wasn't nuts, I think they would have. And it sounds yeah, to me yeah. like he was more interested in playing softball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't trust him with a live <laughs> microphone. I, I don't believe <laughs> We're live, pal. <laughs> I saw I saw an interview I saw an interview with uh I'm, I, I refuse to call him Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's son. And he was like, you know, one of his goals is to get, you know, his dad and his uncle to stand together with him in the WWE ring. And I was like, good luck with that. I saw that. Part, cause, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could see Rick. I could see Rick coming out with him. Yeah. By the time he makes it to the main roster. Yeah. Just for a little bit until he turns on him, you know. <laughs> he turns on his dad and finds him like Charlotte. Yeah, he's got to turn on his dad. Yeah. 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 You remember when Sid... Back to Sid. Like when Sid, if you remember, like when he first snapped against Hogan, and they did that segment with him and like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Like they did like a barber shop, and Sid's like, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to rearrange your face. And it was like, (laughs) me as a little kid, I just was like, 
I was terrified for Brutus. I was like, he can't get hit. If he gets hit, he's going to, like, his face is going to fall off. Yeah, yeah his, his face is going Like, don't do it, man. <laughs> I was just like, because he, he had his hand, like, around his shoulders, so Brutus couldn't even get away, you know? And I was like, you can't do that to him. That was, like, probably one of the last times that I was 100% invested in what I was seeing. Like, to the yeah. point where, like, there was no thought about anything being scripted or fake. Or, nope. uh, I was just give me, you know, let uh, take my money and like I want to see this and 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 I hope to God that he doesn't hurt anybody because he's nuts. Yeah, that's about. I used to lie. I like wrestling. Like, that's yeah. back. Like I remember when when I was a kid and Bob yeah. Backlund said he was going to run for president and he was going to have school in the summertime. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my god, I remember that. Like oh my yeah. god, but he has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And, I remember uh, that real good when he was here in Trenton when he was uh, trying to protest. Uh, Yo, I'm going to run for president. Come, come vote for me. <laughs> right there, right outside that, the arena there. He, he was right. That's right. He was show, that's right. He would show up to, sh- to show his pro- that's right. Campaigning in front with a sign. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, like, I remember, like, when he was in TNA, like, the, the people on the roster, they'd take pictures of him walking in the rain from the airport to to uh, to the venue or to the hotel because, like, he'd be in the pouring rain rolling his bag because he, he like, he wanted to walk his eight and a half miles or whatever no matter what. No matter what the weather. That's right. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, actually, my uh, brother-in-law, Bob uh, back then, from a tow truck, his car broke down. And he brought okay. him right, right to my, uh, my my sister's house because he needed his uh, medication before he went to uh, to the arena. Yeah. Okay. And your and your your sister was had the medication for him. My sister, my my, my sister said there was a, a CBS right around the corner from us, and uh, I got you. I got he, you. He, he, and my my, my um. I got the best pick for the Royal Rumble. Who's going to win it? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I'm going to start with the females. Number Six 29. Nine, first. Yeah. Yes. Number 29, Bianca Belair. Okay. Oh, she's going to be 29. Not number 30. Number 30. No other than Loudmouth herself, Bailey. She's coming back, oh. and all of a sudden, what's going to happen you. is that I what's going to happen is that the both the both are going to fall out at the same time, hit the floor at the same time, and there's no winner. And then Ronda's going to come out from underneath the ring, and they'll announce her as the winner. <laughs> it's Ronda yep. Rousey. <laughs> I forgot about her. And, 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 and I got a close up on on, on the men. What about for the males? Uh, yeah, what about for the males? I'm going with Omar. Omar. Oh, Omar. Omar. Okay. What'd you call him? Omar? Armoire. Armoire. <laughs> Did you call him Armoire? Omar. Omar. Yeah. Okay. Omar. And, and plus, and plus, there's another person. I'm saying that it might draw a lot of people to WrestleMania. No other than The Undertaker, the last oh. time oh, at WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame. 
Oh, okay. I thought you meant he's going to wrestle. I hope not. Yeah, yeah, he's going to wrestle. But but who is he going to wrestle? Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar? He can't rap. He can barely walk. Didn't you see his documentary? He's beat up. Well, it might it might be his last ride anyway this year. <laughs> this might be it. Oh, jeez. I heard he loses to his daughter. Right. Yeah. Michelle's the breadwinner in that family. Yeah. She's going to do no rumble. Well, yeah, well, well, if yeah. he's going to be in the room, I, you I, guys I, going to be texting me saying that Rat Boy is right, and I'm always right I, what's going to happen because I know uh, WWE is listening. I had an interesting thought with The Undertaker. Like, after all these years, when they were talking about what to do with the streak and everything, it's like it finally hit me the other day what they should have done. Rather than having Brock beat him, um, they should have said, like, a couple months out, announced, like, this is going to be The Undertaker's final match ever at WrestleMania and have him still be undefeated. And then that year in the Royal Rumble, you say the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to have the is going to have the last crack at beating The Undertaker for the streak. That's not bad. It, I, it and by the time that rolled around, you know, you pick somebody young, you know, and and, and good – and, uh, I mean, even if it had been Roman, you know, I don't think you should have gone Brock, but it, it, let's say it had been Roman or Daniel yeah. Bryan or even John Cena. Um, it would have been insane by the time they got to that main event with, like, is this last person going to be able to beat him before he's done? It's It's a crime that Roman wasn't what he is now. When he faced Taker, and like you said, Taker, if Taker's streak would have been in place with this version of Roman, oh, the, yeah. oh, the heat he would have got for beating Taker in his last match, oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, they missed each other by about three years, if you think about it, because Taker um, was never the same since probably those two matches with Triple H. Realistically, after yeah. the first match... Well, the first of two, I mean, because they did the other one in 17 or whatever, but they fought at, yeah. what, I guess, 27 and 28. After mm-hmm. WrestleMania 27, the original one with Triple H there, I don't think The Undertaker was ever the same after that. And no. Roman needed a good two or three years after they did fight. So they actually yeah. missed each other by quite a few years, I think. But this yeah. version of Roman versus the... What was it? 2007 version of The Undertaker would have been a ama- or whatever it was. 2012 would have been a ama- the one, even the one that CM Punk fought. Yeah. That was a good version yeah. of The Undertaker. That might have been the last time he was good. It was, and during that last rise documentary, you said, you know, one of my biggest regrets is I wasn't able to be, you know, myself in the match with Roman. He goes, I felt like he deserved more because if you watch it. Roman does everything he can in that match to make Taker look good, and it's just Taker just that didn't have it anymore. Right. Yeah, no, he was done. He was done. But that would have been a cool angle, you know, just, yeah, yeah. his Royal Rumble, winner gets a shot at The Undertaker, last time ever, last ride, and uh, even if The Undertaker wins that match, I guarantee you it's something they would have talked about forever. Yep. That's what they should have done. And then you do the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. next year. Anything else? You know we got to get out of here, man. He- you know that Undertaker is going to be there because Michelle McCool is, is going to be in the female uh, Royal Rumble. And yeah. Undertaker is going to be there. Yeah, just now the question it. is, do you think they got Layla for it? 
Oh, oh, Layla. Oh, oh. I hope so. Oh, I love Layla. I hope so too. I, I, I love, love Layla. I love that, her. That would yeah. be a big surprise. That would be a one big yeah. surprise. Yeah. Be cool. You see them back Probably together again? Yeah. See them go back, see them get together again and wrestle one more time against the, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against, uh, Queen Rita and, and, um, what's her name? And Cormel, uh, Cormel? Yeah. She ain't that hot. I got she another one. For you. I got another one for you. Do you think they're holding yeah. off? Do you think they're keeping it a secret that Trish Stratus is going to be part of this Royal Rumble? She has to, right? Everybody else is. Lita. Well, I'm just Michelle. thinking. Here, here's my thought. They wanted to do the Bellas versus Trish and Lita probably six or seven years ago, and it never lined up. Yeah. Now would be the perfect time to spotlight them at WrestleMania. Yeah, because uh, I heard that they're supposed to get an all-female pay-per-view event pretty soon coming up this year. Well, I'm, I'm just talking WrestleMania. I think Lita and Trish versus the Bellas is what they wanted to do. That's good. And I always thought it was a crime. be a good thing, you know? I always thought it was a crime that Sasha and Bailey, when they were at their height, didn't get the, the match with Lita and uh, Trish. I thought that would have been great, too. No. I mean, there's other opportunities, you know? Yeah. I hope they don't give it to Even Alexa and Trish. That's the one that everybody wanted. Yeah. They might give it to really Natalia. <laughs> I mean, you can do you can like, do Mickey and Trish again one more time. There's a lot of things they can do with some of these women like yeah. you can still wrestle. For sure. For sure. There's a lot of opportunity there. So, All right, mm-hmm. Rat Boy. I'm going to put you All back right. in your pen for the week. Okay, I'm just going to say one more thing. Everybody will have fun you know watching how, you know how, and come back here on you know Tuesday how, so we can talk about it. You, you know how, like, you know how I get the dog to, like, go in the crate when, like, I need it to? I throw a treat in there. Yeah, you go That's what I'm going to do, yeah. Rapple. I'm going to throw a treat out the window, and you're going to go chase it. No, no, no. I got a hot cake and tomorrow. And we'll see I, you I, next can't, I can't do anything. Yeah. I got me a hot cake okay. tomorrow, and I, I can't, I can't you get You get your hurt. treat tomorrow. Well... Good luck on your hot date, Rat Boy. I will. Love you, brother. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye, Rat Boy. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Uh. <laughs> Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. <laughs> uh. This has been fun. I, I had a fun show. I liked it. Yeah. So um, we can talk and you know had some nonsense on top of it, but yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, I know. You always get the crap end of the stick with the with the nonsense. That's because the callers call in later. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had some good discussion though. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything you wanted to plug on the way out, Derek? No. Um. Everybody just enjoyed the rumble. It's, it's, it, when I was a kid, I I enjoyed the rumble more than WrestleMania. Um. So, uh, yeah, everybody have fun. Okay. I just wish <laughs> I wish they would bring back. Remember they used to have, like, the video package at the beginning of the pay-per-view where Hacksaw Jim Duggan was telling yeah. you how he was going to win the Rumble. I wish they would bring that back. But <laughs> yeah. I, I still wish. Through them. Yeah. They also used to make a big deal about what number they got, like, in the Tumblr and everything. It was it was great. Yeah. Yeah, like that year uh, Eddie Guerrero stole Ric Flair's number. 
he like pickpocketed him. Yeah. And he was giving him a hug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> and then Flair was number one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember when Ted DiBiase drew the number he didn't want, and he ended up buying the right number. So everybody's got a price. That's right. All right, Stro. What do you got going on, man? Uh, the Thursday night, uh, WWE Retro, com, not the Indian Standard Time. Get tuned into War Rumble Talk, so if you want to talk to War Rumble, call in, please do. Friday night, uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time, Stro Zone, on my Facebook page, Facebook.com, so I still do my skills. This Friday night feature will be Invaders from Mars, from back in the day. And Saturday, I'll be doing commentary to Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment at the Craven County JC's Fairgrounds, Newburgh, North Carolina. Bell time is 17, Eastern Standard Time. For more info, go to shockwavewrestling.com. All right, very cool. And from my end, I just want to tell everybody that March 26th is the ECWA Super 8 Tournament. That's March 26th in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and the information, ecwarrestling.com. So far, I believe half the field have been announced. We have Fancy Ryan Clancy, Eel O'Neill, Travis Huckabee, and Stroh, uh, a, a journeyman, you might have heard of him. Uh, Ricky Morton going to be part of the Super 8 tournament this year as well. Oh, that's awesome. So, very cool. I'm excited to see him. I'm assuming his son's going to come along, too. Honestly, he should be part of the tournament, too. Uh, so for tickets and information, be sure to visit ecwarrestling.com. I also held off on announcing it and... And uh, just because I feel like every time I announce something, it falls through. But next week on the program, show, we're actually going to welcome back an old friend. Uh, if you remember Colin Hunter. Colin is a former writer with Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and he is the genius behind kfabenews.com. So we're going to run down some stories oh, from kfabe awesome. News. I love Colin so cool. a lot. He's a yeah. fantastic writer. and just, Again, he just has such a... Such a sense of humor with everything. So Colin will be joining us, kfabenews.com, next week on In the Room. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Be good to each other. Take care. Thank you to the best casting crew I could ever ask for, by the way. Thank you to all the callers. You guys are all amazing, and I appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you later on. Love you all. Bye-bye.